Join us today as we take a trip to a magical and whimsical place, a place named Murderland. How do you get there, you might ask? Well, you go down the looking glass and straight to hell. We watched Alice in Murderland, a movie that would make Lewis Carroll roll in his grave. We watched it so you don't have to, so you know what time it is. Greetings, my motherfucking moon goons out there. How are you doing? Welcome to the next episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad, they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me, is always, the the wonderful, the magical, the mystical, Mr. Aaron Southworth. You sure I'm not Mr. Mistopheles? Yeah, you might well be. I mean, the magical, mystical, wonderful, yeah, I mean, that was just about a call to catch there. Yeah, hello everybody, Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, And with us today is special guest... Sarah Samples returning to the show. Hello. Hello. Now, is this your second solo appearance? This is my second solo appearance. Yeah. Mm, okay. I solo. normally am, uh, you can find me with my husband, Chris. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, of Indeed. course. Yeah. Um, today's movie is a, whew, oh, it's a gem of a movie. Motherfucker. Um, it is Alice in Murderland. Now, the reason we, we ran this because this past week on January 27th was Lewis Carroll's birthday. So I figured what better way to celebrate the man, the, the literary genius that he was, than to do this god-awful movie okay. in honor of him. Now, I am not a well-read person. I mean, I've, I've read good books and things, but my favorite book is Ric Flair's To Be the Man. you got to beat the man. That, so, is, that is how that book came out like a National Book Award or whatever the book so, so I'm just kind of curious who Lewis Carroll was, and he's the gentleman who wrote the poems and the uh, and the books of uh, Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass yep. and whatnot. So. Well, it's it's funny that you ask that you know you don't really know who Lewis Carroll was. I really don't because you know, kids, we not only do we like to entertain here at Horrible Horror, we like to make sure you leave the show having learned something, a little smarter, a little better. Oh, I so, love that. I love that. So again, here are some Lewis Carroll factoids that I, I decided we should. Everybody should might need to know about because okay. I have to read about him. There's some really messed up information that you people would not know. I really hope he's a he- like he was an opium addict. Oh, including- all right, all right. Okay. I'm close. Anyway, so Lewis Carroll was born Charles Ludwidge Dotson, January 27, 1832, in Daresbury, Cheshire, England, mm. and he died in January 14, 1898, in Guildford, England, as well. Um, not only was he a writer, he was a mathematician and uh, Angelican Deacon, a photographer and an artist who for mostly painting. So, so he was a man like of many a Renaissance yeah, at that time. Yeah, he was. he was a Victorian Renaissance man. Now he's obviously most famous for writing the Alice Alice's Adventures of Wonderland and its sequel Through the Looking Glass, um, along with the poem Hunting the Snark. But he was also famous for his other his uh, more, we'll say, uh, 
Oh, what the smarty books? I just throw out smarty. Them books. they're smarty books. <laughs> them they're smarty books. Textbooks. Um, he wrote <laughs> the Curiosa Mathematica Part One: A New Theory of Parallels, and the Curiosa Mathematica Part Two: Pillow Problems: The Principles of Parallelimetry Representation. That's a lot of P's. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that went a lot. So now here's another tribute: is the Alice in the stories they wrote many believe is based on or fully meant to be this 11 year old girl by name of alice liddell who carol took and would like take photographs of and kind of like had this relationship with oh her. no mm-hmm. <laughs> oh it gets now, <laughs> now he is referred to as victorian era's most famous or or infamous girl lover mm. oh. um okay. now here's a great debate going on about him like many historians there's two sides of this argument Many historic historians and biographers believe that he was a pedophile mm. <laughs> because he was fond of young girls and enjoyed their company. He took photographs of them and painted n- n- nude young girls in the subject of his painting. Oy. Now, also, he's also believed that he wanted That's to marry trouble. this Alice Liddell when she was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And there's evidence to suggest that once a girl turned 14, he would lose interest in them. <laughs> <laughs> However, there's also evidence that he had relationships with, relationships with women of his own age both single and married. So he was a scandalous, he was a guy. I don't know, he was just a... He was a cad. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. A cad. He's a saucy cad. Now, there are also historians that have argued against the claims of pedophilia. So there's arguments on both sides. And in his later years, he suffered from migraines and epilepsy. And to find out more, I suggest reading, just quick read, go to his Wikipedia and read his Wikipedia page, Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting. Wow. Basically, this guy was like the Victorian era Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's wow. what he it comes down to. Because people are saying, yes, he was into little kids, but no, he wasn't. It's a misunderstanding because of the time. A fantastic artist. Yeah, you know, fantastic yeah. Artist. I mean, hey. Genius. Yeah. And didn't Michael Jackson, wasn't his, correct me wrong, but wasn't his like little kitty ranch, Wonderland ranch or Wonderland? Yeah. Yeah. It was Wonderland. Yeah. And yeah. Wonderland is Lewis Carroll. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So many connections. connections. Interesting little tie-ins. Yeah. Yes. Oh no, it was Neverland. It was Neverland, Neverland Ranch. Neverland, Neverland. Neverland right, Ranch. Where uh, I could always be a boy. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. it. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, moving on. So Alice in Wonderland was released on February eighth, two thousand eleven. Uh, we we found it on Amazon. I don't know if anybody else find it anywhere else. Found Amazon. 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 Yeah. Amazon it. Amazon made me sign up for Prime to be able to watch it. Oh, so ooh, bully Amazon. Ooh, I was well. a little salty. But now I have Prime, so whatever. Hey, hey. Prime's great. Amazon. Prime's very nice. Amazon, I love your Prime. Yeah. Hey. Um, it was written directed by Dennis Devine. Now, for some of you diehard mm-hmm. horrible horror fans who've listened to me, you might have heard that name before because he is the man who directed Night of the Dead, Friday the Thirteenth, one of our earlier earliest podcast mm. it was produced by ted chalmers <laughs> and david s sterling now sterling is a become has become another horrible horror all-star on this show for he is responsible for producing other infamous movies we've done also deny the dead as well as bloody mary 3d um he is a producing whore i look up he's got like over 50 horror movie pr- pr- producing credits and they're all just we could do like a whole year's worth of just his movies. They're all just show. dog shit. Yeah. Well, he claims to be one of the largest uh, producers and distributors of this type of movie. Yeah. Like on his website, it claims that he is. Yeah, they it's are like the ones. They are the largest. It's, it's like funny. He might have like the Guinness World stuff. Record for like most production credits, but it, again, it's hey. like 
quality over quantity yeah. at some point. It's funny you say these types of movies because they are. There's a, there's a specific style and tone which is just just the worst. Yes. I cannot yes. get that hour and a half of my life back. No. And I blame this I horrible blame show him. that I'm a part of. God damn it. I'm okay. glad you feel that way horrible. too. Well, yeah, the movies horrible. might be horrible. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the movie's got it comes in just under ninety it's minutes. Angry. So yeah, it's, sorry, it's, it's, it's no. not it's not long. No, I feel you. Um, It'll be hard. You're gonna make it. Cast wise, not a whole lot of people that really were anything worth mentioning. There's a few interesting tidbits about some of the people in the cast. Um, the girl who plays Alice is Mallory Grady, and she's an experienced dancer. She's danced in several TV shows and big movies. She's in Fame. Glee and the curious case of Benjamin Button mm. with Brad Pitt, where she was a ballerina, and she even Aww. danced in the Terminal Roses parade. Um, now the girl who plays <laughs> what is that? It's the Rose Bowl parade. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> with you, Sarah. I'm like when you said that, I'm just like. <laughs> Sorry, I don't watch Rose, college sports. Co- college football, Rose Bowl parade. Anyway, and then Mallory, who is the character, not the actress, played by Marlene McCohen, who was actually born Marlene. Barfaruf, which I can understand why she changed the name. Barfaruf. She, she's had the most experience. She's Ew. got 46 credits. Um, mostly a lot of these low-budget horror movies. but And several of them were also directed by Dennis Devine. Of course. Mm-hmm. Like Snake Club, Revenge of the Snake Room, which starred Veronica Ricci, who was in Bloody Mary 3D. Mm. Now, an interesting thing about her is she also co-wrote and directed a short film named Pretty, which she stars in along with fellow co-writer Gina McCohen, which was in... Bloody Mary 3D, and also stars Danny Bar for Ruff. So I'm guessing Bar-ruff. her brother, and it's like they're all brothers and sisters. Uh, it's a very that, incestuous group here. Hmm. Other than that, the person Jennifer Field who plays D was Miss Asian America in 2006, 2007. What? Weird. Yep, yeah, didn't know that existed. And then supposedly <laughs> there's a porn star in this movie by the name of Zenova Braden, uh, who did a bunch of porn movies that were ridiculously funny titles but I Who, which which character she play she plays a character named tilly in the credits but i can't figure out who the hell she yeah was, i mean so i don't know why she's even yeah, listed i don't know but she is listed in the tilly. credits. tilly is it the weird aunt mom no that's aunt lena okay so it's wow. not her all right so moving on to the movie and boom Pam, the movie opens with straight with a title card that reads based on true events. Right. So right there where you know you're in for a good right. evening. <laughs> Jesus. Very believable. Yeah. <laughs> Very. Um, so, so I think it goes straight into a flashback 20 years 20 ago. 20 years ago. And Anne Lewis, which I'm sure is referring to Lewis Carroll, is looking at buying a new house to raise her one-year-old daughter, Alice. So the woman that selling the house and showing Anne around is kind of she's kind of a bitch really, and she looks like she just crawled out of like the local crack house oh, after man. a quiet riot concert. Yeah, she did. How could she show around the house? She can't see a damn thing with those bangs <laughs> in her eyes. That yeah. bugged me so much. Like I guess it's supposed to be the time or style, but she, her bangs were so in her eyes. Yeah, you couldn't see a fucking thing. No, it is really straight down. I mean, it's it's I I get it if you can kind of see a little bit through it, but it was like a sheet. Especially on, like, the left side of her face. Right. Really bad. Um, so Anne asked to see it. Hey, can I see the kitchen? Now, the kitchen in this place is a great value because it's a two-for-one. Not only is it a kitchen, it's also the laundry room. Because next to the old <laughs> shitty stove is a stack washer-dryer combo. 
Oh, but there is no refrigerator. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> like, did you ever see what was at the league when it's like, uh, this is my kitchen toilet? Yeah. You know? Ralph, <laughs> Ralphie's kitchen toilet. It's basically... It's this is my kitchen, kitchen laundry. laundry. It's... And it's such a tiny, like, little, it'd be closet of a room. It's really small. I mean, basically, it's a, it's a laundry room with a stove in it. Yeah. That's, it, that's what I call what it. it is. However, the woman selling it keeps saying, it's really interesting. You're so young to be able to afford such a house. Right. Yeah. Like, like, the make... house is, like, this really expensive piece of property that they're trying to sell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they yeah. actually <laughs> advertise it as what it is, it's a goddamn warehouse. Yeah. It's just it a really giant is. warehouse. Like, once you start seeing the exterior, mm-hmm. it's giant, like, Three, four-story warehouse building, but they're yeah. Here it's supposedly a house, mm-hmm. so um, I can understand saying you don't have the money to buy a fucking warehouse. Right, right. right. They don't say that. Uh, so anyway, Rocket Chick uh, tells that the basement is full of old sewing machines and other stuff, which they keep bringing this up. And I don't know why. Like they make oh my gosh, sewing machines, but who the fuck cares? Hip, so- cool sewing machines. Yeah. Okay, and this is also it's like she's she's touring the place. She's looking at it. She's like, "Yeah, me and my husband." It's like also I'm thinking to myself, "What a shitty husband or shitty wife, either way, to go and look at the properties without your husband, without your significant other. If you're going to be building a life together in a place, considering I'm a recent newlywed, I'd get my ass chewed out if I went and checked out property without my wife." Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can understand that, but sometimes you know, I've heard people, you know, like, "Hey, I can't go get go look at it and give me your opinion, and then I'll come back and look I at suppose. it later." I suppose. But anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, I I get your point on that. The uh, so Andy decides. Oh, the rocker chick excuses herself and tells Anne that she'll have a nice surprise in the basement. You should come look in the basement. Yeah, yeah. Nice she, she mentioned this a couple times. So awesome. Ooh, the, the basement and. Again, like we said, we've seen some of these movies: the Night, Night of the Dead, Friday Thirteenth, Mary Bloody or Bloody Mary. Mary. And it was, as soon as she went into the basement, I just went fuck because <laughs> <laughs> I knew what this type of movie was gonna be. God damn it! So she heads down to the basement, which is a hoarder's wet dream. It's just packed full of useless crap, crap. just shit, just yeah. junk. Yeah, it really is. And a figure dressed in all black robes and holding an axe pops up behind Anne and mm-hmm. chops her repeatedly with it, killing her. The worst First kill. Like, oh, God. She yeah. reacts like she's getting hit by a Nerf bat like, or a pool noodle. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> and and it's, uh, the sound was so bad. It's like. Yeah. It's so, the sound was horrible. It's awful. She's not screaming. She's going. Eh, eh. Mm. But yeah. there's blood spray. There, there, there's like the blood effect spray. wasn't too bad. I was actually, I was yeah. just, I was. Some of the blood yeah. effects in this movie are just bonkers. Yeah, they pretty are, fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, and just over the top. But uh, yeah, so the, her death scene is ridiculous. Uh, it fades the black row opening credits. Now we meet the main group of girls. They're all sorority sisters. <laughs> They're swimming uh. in or lounging around a pool, which is the same pool we saw in Night of the Dead. Yep. And Alice, being the main protagonist tells Mallory that she's thinking about how her mother died on her 21st birthday and that her 21st birthday is this upcoming Saturday. So she's already kind of like, oh, wow, yeah, my mom was killed on her 21st birthday. It's mine. It's, so there's a connection there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they make the connection. But. There's a loose connection. It doesn't... Eh. Uh. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, guys. We're going to be doing a lot of that know, on this it's show. Really, uh, it's really, really hard, hard to be jazzed for this really one. <laughs> So Mallory decides she wants to throw Alice an Alice in Wonderland themed birthday party. So some more chit chat goes on. You meet some of the other girls, they, and basically it comes out. They all figure out which character they're going to dress up as. So obviously Alice is going to be Alice. Mallory White, 
plays is going to dress up as the White Rabbit. Cat, surprisingly, is going to the Cheshire Cat. Tiffany, who's the bitch, she, uh, the queen bitch, she plays the Red Queen. Now, Tiffany, the bitch, she has a butt chin out of this world. Oh, yeah, she does. She's got one of those Jay Leno butt chins that I'm just like, whoa, she's got a mini ass on her face. Like, she's not bad looking until you see that, and you're like, oh. It just draws that? your eye right There's to her chin. Girls, most of the girls are pretty attractive in this movie. I right. Yeah, that. Yeah. There, there's some really pretty girls in here. Um, Samantha, Tiffany's sidekick and lackeys, basically the cook slash chef from the story. Right. Um, Donna and Dee do Tweedledee and Tweedledum because her name's Dee, so she's Tweedledee. And then Pima, the drug-loving Asian, yeah. <laughs> is going to be the caterpillar, which later turns out to be the butterfly because she's like, you know how hard it is to find a caterpillar, <laughs> caterpillar costume? I got to so, give her some credit there. Yeah. yeah. So once that's all sold, Mallory then throws the fact that her uncle just bought the glass place, and which is we learn is the house from the opening. So the they movie. decide they're going to throw a party yep. for Alice yep. in the same building yep. where her mother was killed. Yep. 20 years ago. Yeah. Probably um, not the best place no. to have a right. party. Right. What a That's bunch of bitches. idea <laughs> ever. You're my BFF. Yeah. Let's have a party in the house your mom was murdered in. I was about to say, because on this woo! very day, like, on your birthday. supposed to be her be best friend. It's like, that's something like Tiffany would do. Like, oh, I planned you a surprise party. Surprise! Isn't the place your mother was murdered? But they are like are on board with this. Yeah, they're all okay. like, yeah, this is on the level. This, this, and they they gripe about it once or twice. But then Alice is like, whatever, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Alice goes to talk with her aunt Lena. They just magically show up there. Yeah, is her aunt at the sorority yes, house? It, it makes it look like that. Like, is the aunt the, is the, the her, house mom? Uh, right yeah, I don't know, but. Uh-huh. They make it seem like wait, but you have, I really don't fucking know. So they talk about her mother and the mother's death, and we learn that the killer was never found, and neither was Alice's father. So Lena then is like, well, maybe the father <clears throat> was killed by Charlene Glass or the rocker chick from the beginning, and then who ran away. And so they start throwing all these different theories. Of so there's happened. a murder mystery about about yeah. you know her about her mom's death. The and father's gone. The killer's never found. Charlene Glass has gone missing. Yeah. So all this stuff's going on. I should say found missing. She's gone missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Alice. So we find, basically yeah we've, we've already said Alice and her mother had the exact same birthday. So what a coincidence. Yeah. Oh anniversary yeah. yeah so not only is it her mom's birthday it's alice's birthday and the anniversary of her death of uh, mom yes jesus so at the end of the scene mallory <laughs> walks in yeah <laughs> mallory walks at the end of the scene they chit chat a bit and it's over mm. now we cut to charlene glass doing her best like deep throat impersonation and not <laughs> the blowjob type <laughs> she's wearing like a black fedora and a long black trench coat while talking on a cell phone excuse me and she looks like she should be in a dark parking garage with a briefcase filled with, like, Watergate evidence. <laughs> right, right, right. Drop, drop right, off, like, right, right. And she's talking on a cell phone to, I don't know you don't who. Know who. You really, Somebody. Yeah, you don't know who it is. And this scene is so pointless. It really is. It's so dumb. She's on the, I couldn't keep up, because she was speaking really fast. And yeah. the sound quality of this movie is really shit. It goes in and out. I don't, so I couldn't worse. quite keep up with what she was saying, but she was talking about the glass murders, and I'm not going down for this. And no, I couldn't, I couldn't make it out. Or... No, it's she. She find they're talking to somebody. We don't know who, but she, basically the gist of the conversation goes that she learns that the building was sold to Renee White, Mallory's uncle, a professor at the basically the shitty local college, <laughs> and that's basically like the whole. Shitty. 
point of this conversation to establish mm-hmm. that. Even though they just established the fact that Molly says, oh, my uncle bought the building. So yeah. now we're repeating the same fact. So there's really no point. Anyway, she gets a poach approach from behind. <laughs> she gets poached. She's like a poached egg. <laughs> she gets but, approached from a figure in black, and he, he grabs yeah. her, slits her throat with a large knife. <laughs> And even though we just saw a close-up of her getting her throat slash, the blood squirts out of her chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Effect. And it takes her forever to die. Oh, she hams it up so much. She fa- she's like, this is my big scene. She falls to her knees. <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, okay. And then it, pan- it cuts to like three different shots of her dying. I'm yeah. like, yeah. just fucking die. It, it's probably one of the worst deaths. But this scene doesn't seen. make any sense. It has no relevance. It just... Let's just kill this lady. No, and I have much more problems with this scene once we get to the end of the movie, Ugh. which I'll bring up. Yeah. But it, yeah, this scene's awful in point. So now we jump to Renee White, who's talking to one of his students in his office about making <laughs> up a missed test. And it's Andrew, the Cambridge is like kind of a douchebag. He is. Yeah, he's, he's just an, an asshole. He's just an asshole. Yeah. I mean, right, there's no redeeming quality no. about this character yeah. whatsoever. They, I, they, I don't know if they try to make, oh, he's the cool rebel kid, but he's just a fucking asshole. He's just mm-hmm. a dick. Yeah. Like, why would, and we, it basically it turns out Mallory is, this is Mallory's boyfriend, which is like, why would anybody, because Mallory actually seems like a pretty cool girl in this movie. I have no problem with Mallory. She's one of my favorites. But why would anybody date this guy? He's just a douche. Yeah, what is, and what is happening between them, too? Like, he is constantly, like, picking on Mr. White. Yeah. Like, he it's is like, constantly, like, he's bull- He care. bullies the yeah, teacher. I'm, you're so, going to be sorry. Yeah, like, so what? this is kind of also the running gag with Mr. White. And I don't understand exactly where it comes from is that that he's gay that they always hint at that he's gay he doesn't really act gay he really doesn't do anything gay he speaks very well he enunciates well (laughs) but yeah they they give you a very serious like everyone always everyone is always hinting that he's gay yeah but i don't get it i don't he wears pastels maybe i don't know i think really creepy like, throughout the movie, they, like, insinuate his creepiness. But I don't though. see but it. I, I never see it. I mean, he just seems like a nerd, you know? I mean... He's a gay nerd, I guess. I but don't but I, don't, I, don't see, I don't see where the, the, the... He prances a lot. Like, and he, <laughs> he refers to them all as child. Later, he's like, oh, child, yeah. to all the yeah. girls. And then, yeah, he's supposed oh, to be child. older, but he's definitely, like, what, it's, maybe five years well, older? He becomes an older-age black woman. I My think child. it's just yeah. a terribly child. acted character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, his acting is really bad, <laughs> the guy who plays him. Um, so, basically, Andrew's strange. is like, if I fail the class, then you fail, too. So, make sure I get a C in your class. And he, so, he's bullying this teacher in college. Which would not fly. And in walks Mallory, and they talk, and I'm like, holy shit, Mallory gets around. Because she is just popping up at the end of all these different scenes, like, across the city, across whoever. She just pops up at the end of everywhere. And we go back to the Alpha Gamma Omega house, which is basically just an old office building that they slap some shitty Greek letters on. (laughs) It's so bad looking. And so Donna and Dee, they're sleeping in the same bed. Donna, and here, I guess we can get into this do, now. Do all sorority girls sleep in the same bed? I'm sure so, maybe they do. I don't know. But this maybe. I think Marshall's like, yeah, yeah probably. Maybe. I, know, I, could, I mean, college girls, I could see if they get drunk. I would see if they had no problem sleeping in the same bed with somebody. It's like, all right, let's pass out, no problem. Um, but maybe we can, we can sell this now because I, I was going to bring it up later, but. I get really confused about these guys' relationship. And I get really confused at the end of it. Because at first, I'm like, are they just. 
best friends or are they like lesbian? Right. You, they never. You don't really know. And that's one thing that kind of sucks about these types of movies. And I'm just going to go ahead and get, get out there. It's like yeah. you got hot girls. We never see any tits. No, uh, you yeah. got you got you got this dynamic that are they girl are they lesbians are they not? We never know. You, you never know. find out. I mean, is this guy gay? Who knows? You never know. They never tell you. They just always kind of like hint and tease and then eh, and then nothing lame. ever comes yeah, from it. No it's payoff. just lame. and it's it's ugh, God <laughs> damn it. It's lame. So there's a lot of insinuation yeah, that like is. they are, but there's never any payoff. To no, any none. Of no payoff. None ever. whatsoever. Never. Never. So, <laughs> at all, <laughs> Donna is wakes up from hearing a noise. She heads downstairs, and as she's walking down the hallway towards the kitchen, a man dressed as the Mad Hatter steps out from a side room and he follows her down the hall. And in the kitchen, the kitchen's only filled with this blue fog. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, this, I mean <laughs> wouldn't you be concerned about the uh, the, the fog, the lighting? The lighting and, and, is I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah. So, and she suddenly find and she finds the Mad Hatter's hat sitting on the counter. Even though two seconds ago, it was just on his head. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on? And he comes up behind her. She screams, runs off. He grabs the kitchen knife, chases after her. Now Dee is up all of a sudden. She walks into the kitchen looking for Donna. And the Mad Hatter leaps out and grabs Dee. So what's going on? Who fucking knows? And so Donna comes back into the kitchen, sees Dee bent over the counter, face down. And she looks closer, seeing that Donna is now dead. And the Mad Hatter leaps out from behind her and a hard, fast cut now to Donna waking up in her bed. So it was a dream sequence. It was really shitty. Yeah. Uh, Really poorly done. um, So Donna wakes up next to her, tells her, go back to sleep. And say, hey, go back to sleep, brain dead. And just goes back to sleep. So kind of a wasted, annoying dream sequence. Yeah. It has very little payoff in the long run of the movie. Kind of like this whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next day, Mallory is back in her uncle's office, and she's asking if she can use the glass plates for their party. So the uncle's office has a giant card catalog I behind see, it. And it's crappy looking. Yeah, it's, it's like awesome. some really oh. old industrial beat-on card catalog system. Yeah, like there's, it's not an office. It's like you can you can see there's like a little bit of a table for him. It's, the table's really small. It just looks like storage. Where they just tried to make this corner of the room look, look like an office. Like yeah, office. It reminded me of the yeah. office we saw in After School Massacre, where it was basically just like a janitorial closet they threw somebody in. <laughs> it's so Here's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, again, he mentions the sewing machines in the basement. I'm like, what is it about the sewing machines? Who Cares. What's going to happen with the sewing machine? Yeah, is like this gonna point, is something going to happen? So, yeah. the sewing this is like the third time they've mentioned right. sewing machines. So it's yeah. going, but again, nothing happened. They just keep no. mentioning them, but it doesn't matter. And he also says that the loft is empty and it's next to a junkyard in the bad part of town. But blah blah blah. And she convinces him to let him use the place by saying that he can come and he can be the Mad Hatter. So he's like, okay, fine. You so, can have yeah. the place. Now this is where again the gay thing it doesn't really work uh. because it's like. You know, all the girls are going to be there, no boys. And, you know, he's just like, well, that sounds crappy or whatever. And he goes, you can come. He's like, he perks up like, ooh, all right. And it makes me think it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of girls at this party. He's going to be the only guy. I took it the other way. I took it as he didn't perk up because there's a bunch of I took it as he he perked up because he gets to play dress up at a costume party. So he's like, ooh, costume party, yay. Plus, he's a huge, he keeps saying he's how much of an Alice in Wonderland 
fan he is, like how much he loves Alice in Wonderland. I thought there was a huge amount of weird sexual innuendo between he and Mallory, which I found really weird because she was supposed to be here. Like just the way she's like talking to him, like you know it, and uh. And, and for all for all those at home, Cher's kind of shaking his shoulders, like, hey, what's up, guys? I get, ah, yeah, you're kind of right about that. And again, I think that plays weird. into maybe because he's gay. She's looking at him as, oh, he's just like uh, girlfriend, like one of the girls or something like that. But I, it I, ends up, again, not really mattering. mattering. Yeah, it no. doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. No, not at all. So we, <laughs> Sorry. we jump to a very familiar house where Mallory and Kat are talking. And it's the same damn house that was used in Night of the Dead and oh, Bloody Mary. Even the same goodness. furniture yep. is used. Huh. Which, by the way, this movie did come out first before Night of the Dead and Bloody Mary. So this was first of, of those three. Really? Yeah. Uh, so at this point, the movie starts making a really hard, like, shove it down your face effort to sell the fact that Cat, just like, just like the Sh- Cheshire Cat, just disappears, disappears all the time. All the time. time. Yeah. She, she's in a scene, but then she's suddenly gone. And they, so they really start to hammer that home throughout this movie. And we learn that Kat is Mallory's roommate, and she's a psych major, um, which somewhat comes back later in the movie. I've been friends with her for four years, and I hardly know her. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Alice says that she doesn't really want to invite any guys to the party. Now we jump to Tiffany and her and, sidekick. And this is the cliche shit. It's like, no boys at the party. Oh, God. I'm just so sick of hearing that in horror movies. It's like, all the girls. Woo. Ugh. I mean, it was in it was in Zombievers. It was in uh, the. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, it was in a couple. It's in, it's it's not. It's a very con- it's a very cliche. Yeah. You know? Um. So we g- jump to Tiffany and her sidekick Samantha, and they're talking about how Tiffany is now with Alice's ex boyfriend Matt, who right on cue climbs in through a window, and Matt's looking kind of schlubby. Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> schlubby. I'm like, eh. Yeah, I mean Matt, he's got a kind of a goatee, he's out of shape, Barely and a goatee, but yeah, yeah, and he's he's kind of just doopy doo, you know. He's dating these hot chicks. It's like hmm, he's doing something right, yeah, or yeah. he must be just like Don Holmes, down there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not in the wallet, but in the pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. So basically, Tiffany just says, "Yeah, come to the party," and she'll even wear the special panties. That say something, but she cuts him off before he can say what's on the panties. And so, what's on the panties? You have to wait to find out. And cut to Mallory telling all the girls the rules of the party. You know, now she's like, this is like two scenes they've done this oh now. Oh, my God. But they've had like a little powwow. And they're like, no guys, no cell phones. Cat's going to smash it. Yeah. If you bring your cell phone, Cat's like, I will smash it. Cat's going to smash your cell phone? I know. That's let's, like, let's, pretty let's, bitchy. Let's, let's take stock right now. Your yeah. sorority girls, it's a 21st birthday party. Yeah. You're going to a haunted house for as far as you know. Right. No booze, no boys, no cell phones. That is the most unrealistic shit I have ever yeah. heard. <laughs> sorority You're sisters, totally right. unite. That sounds Tell like me. The, by the way, this whole sorority it can it's a sorority made of of eight girls. Yeah, that's a yeah. small. And small it sounds sorority. like the lamest goddamn uh, party I think it ever ever heard no of. No cake. It's gonna be the worst yeah. party ever. Yeah. Nothing. Not even food. No. Come on. Right. I didn't even think like they don't. They never have. Anything, no drinks. Booze. They never, yeah, they don't Nothing. have booze. They don't have food. Tea. They do have tea coming uh, up. They have uh, tea. We gotta go on that. Uh, we'll come back. We yeah, we'll come to tea. Yeah, tea. Um, so Molly mentions that uh, <laughs> nobody will be dressed up as the Jabberwocky. 
And we cut to the glass building, which reads JS finishing on the front of it. Not even glass. <laughs> Why is the name the glass? Didn't even try. Didn't even try with this. And Andrew is now in the basement, looking at a ridiculously oversized bear trap. Why is he in the house? Right. He Why breaks he into there? his teacher's property. He, now. Yeah, he breaks into his teacher's property and he starts setting oh, traps. Booby traps, He's like making like traps. Goonies, like, like Chester Copperpot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it'll be hilarious. What? Yeah, so Renee finds him. He's like, get out of here. The party's not even tonight. It's tomorrow night. And Andrew's like, um, he tells her, don't tell anyone I'm here and that he's making trash for fun. And they're going to die laughing. They yeah. Big emphasis on that. Yeah. And, and and it's just, he's he's broken into his teacher's house and setting booby traps <laughs> that could potentially harm yeah. like his girlfriend uh-huh. and Renee's niece. Yeah. yeah. And, and then Renee's like, get out of here. And he's like, make me. Make like, he starts me. stepping up. I'm like, yeah. what the so fuck? So he pulls out the what cell is- phone. Like, he's like, get leave. I'd like to see you make me leave. And so he, he's just a fucking douche. And he pulls out his cell phone. He's about to call the cops. And Andrew slaps it out of his hand, which it goes flying underneath a bunch of these overfilled hoarder shells. But still not that hard to find. Yeah, really. And Andrew's like, fine, asshole. And then he leaves. But he only fakes his exit. He goes up. Fakes leaving the door and then slides off and go hide down the hallway. Do you guys notice too that now in the basement the lighting is really good? Yeah, like yeah. everybody can yeah, see. Yeah. Like yeah. in the first scene when the mother gets slashed, it's really dark down there and kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. But like by now, like somebody turned on the fluorescent, like it's good. <laughs> and you see, he's, you know, well, it's been twenty years. Maybe they upgraded. They upgraded yeah. some shit. Okay, so that's true. Renee goes to check the front door, which is or the exit door. Like, yeah, the front door. Fuck it, and. It is the smallest door I've ever seen. <laughs> like, like it closet. is so skinny and narrow. It's obviously door. just a closet door, not an entranceway to and from a building. There's no way. I mean, there's <laughs> no way. I mean, I don't know if Sarah could fit through it just walking straight through, and she's pretty slim. I mean, there's, she'd have to turn sideways. There's yeah, no way Marshall and I could fit through no. it because it's so it's it's maybe there's like two feet wide. Not even. It's yeah, the smallest door. This is supposed to be the front door to a building. Like, it's come on, guys. You yeah. could have gotten any other door in this place just to shoot from. <laughs> so, um, Andrew then sneaks back downstairs where he basically yeah. just immediately gets hacked to death by a figure. In yeah, so he, the he he goes off. He sneaks. Acts like he sneaks out. Then he's walking around again. And then out of nowhere, that Here same figure in black, know. which kind of looks like the the killer from Scream, but with no face mask. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's like a black it's sheet. Black shroud, shroud sheet, like good. robe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, that's it. It's just a black figure. That's the best way to describe yeah. it. Now, Andrew's death is a little better. I mean, he screams more. He does kind of sell it well. Like, ah, he's getting killed. There's blood splatter. I mean, it's he's definitely yeah. better than Al. Uh, it's a hell of a lot better. But the sound effect is the same. It's still so, squish, yeah. squish, yeah. squish. It's like it's like a thumb squish. It's horrible. So, so funny. So we go back to the girls at the house, and Mallory again wants to finalize the details of tonight's part. So again, she goes over the exact same yeah. rules Why? she just did. Why they could have covered all that in like one scene? Yeah, and exactly. It been so much better. And she tells them their costumes will be way from at the house or at the at, at the glass building that she sent them over. And then she has this genius idea. Ugh. Oh, oh my! It's like a light bulb idea that instead of <sighs> a boring car ride over to the place where they have to park around back. They're gonna safely, yeah, safe. They decide, let's why don't we walk over there by going through the old dark, 
dangerous junkyard yeah. and, on the, ho- and hope we make it there before dark. On the bad side of town. <laughs> the bad side of town. And they're all wearing booty shorts and, oh. like, midriffs. Why is her BFF? Because she's like, you're my BFF, and I love you. I just want your 21st birthday to be awesome. Why is her BFF continually suggesting, like, incredibly scary and potentially dangerous <laughs> right. things? Right, like, horribly traumatic party <laughs> idea. And let's walk through... Like junkyard what? in the worst part of town. My qu- my and hopefully make it there before dark. Yeah. My hopefully. notes are all just questions. Yeah. What the hell? Why would you do this? Wh- who? What? I actually kind of love that about your yeah. notes, though. <laughs> so only so three of the girls actually decided to go through the drug. Yeah, because everyone else yeah. said, that's like, fucking that's stupid. stupid. Yeah, we're not yeah. doing that. Mallory and Alice and then Pima, the druggie. And the only reason she's even going is because she heard that there might be wild growing shrooms in the junkyard. So she's going on a drug hunt. That's the only reason she's there. <laughs> that is the most messed up thing I've ever heard. Anyway. Know, why would you eat shrooms out of a goddamn mm. junkyard? <laughs> these growing over here on these diapers. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> so, meanwhile, Tiffany, sidekick Samantha, Kat, Dunn, and Dee pull up in front of the glass building. Renee lets them in. That's it. It's, it's boring. It's like, hey, they showed up. Do Good you notice for them. That he, like, again, he kind of like skips in. He's like, yeah. hey. Hey, hey, girls, party time. And uh, so, Weird. the junk, back at the junkyard, Alice thinks she starts hearing someone following them. They don't see anyone. And then they arrive at the place Renee lets them into. So, wow, what. Back to back wasted scenes where nothing happens. No. The walk to the junkyard. Why did that happen? I don't know. It's, why did that even happen? It's, it's, yeah, Somebody's I really following don't get us. It. Nobody was following them. Nothing like, happened. I really don't understand. Like, uh, uh, unless it was to establish, yes, there's a junkyard there, but they've already established it a couple times by just saying it in the dialogue. There's before. so many scenes in here that are just time filler. I really think that's what it was. Like, listen, we need a few more. T- okay, let's yeah. have them walk through the junkyard. Okay, then. It's like there's no other than that. There's really no point to no. these Nothing no. happened. No. no. And, so, and it's not even a ju- – it's like just a place where they store tractors and stuff. Yeah. It's like an industrial yeah. parking lot. Yeah. Know, or like something's like, like a big <laughs> industrial machinery place where there's right. like large uh, like, you know, like forklifts or like, like cherry pickers cherry and pickers, stuff. Yeah. Like large sheets of metal or like piping. Right. It's, it's industrial really storage. It's yeah. It's not like a bunch of old rundown cars all over the place. So um, – Renee at the room. He leads them to their theater room where the party's going to be held. The and holy fucking shit, as always, it's the same goddamn hallway. The fucking the hallway, oh same goddamn God. stage. So this is movie number three now with oh. the same hallway. And so of course I'm crossing my fingers at this point. I see that hall. I'm like, oh, I crossed my fingers. And so that means the theater room is going to be the same large red room we've seen three oh, times before. My God. And the entered room, and of course. Boom, it is the same room. <laughs> this is when I wanted to pull my eyes out. This is when I wanted to pull my eyes out. I mean, I, I was resisting. I at this. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was resisting as much as I could, but then I'm just like, why? Why? This is like true theater, guys, because you're just watching the same set like, change a little bit after every show. I, I, I'm kind of giving into this. I'm just kind of like getting giddy. I'm like, yeah. Marshall's smiling <laughs> ear to ear, and yeah. I'm like getting more and more depressed. This is amazing. You know, like, <laughs> the vibe is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall's pumped, and I'm like, I'm really low on energy, guys. <laughs> but the best thing, the one thing about this is every time they're in this room, 
and they showed the like the one side, like the far side of the room, not the one with the stage on. If you look up in the top left corner, the top of the screen, you can see the hands and feet moving from like the crew members. <laughs> the yeah, crew. you can uh, see like the cameraman and the sound people like up above this laundering. Terrible. Just moving, moving around. around. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I'm like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's about right for this yeah. movie. That's, yeah. That was a big criticism online about it. I read some yeah. like reviews and like, yeah, people were like, really, guys? <laughs> it was so. Obvious. Let's put a dark sheet in front of you. Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so Cat catches Tiffany on her cell phone and she takes it from her and she just stomps on. Yeah. Her. Now this is 2011 yeah. when yeah, this awesome. was released. So, but she still has a flip phone in 2011. Mm-hmm. Could have been the razor. Well, you know, I didn't. I did not go over to the dark side for a very long time on smartphone technology. Really? So I was always one of those people. That, but like, she even had, said. Like, this phone costs more than your education. Yeah. Oh, she that's does true. go off to say that. Okay, yeah. I think it's just because, you know what? Yeah, they need to say that because she's supposed to But she to also needs to stomp on a phone. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's a, a low-budget movie. On. They need a phone they can stomp on, so yeah, they're going to get like, a crappy prop phone. So Cat stomps on the phone, and that prompts a very classic... Oh, uh, God, the fight between these two fight. is... Classic oh, uh, moment that a lot of these movies share together is the cat fight. Literally a cat oh. fight because cat is one oh, fighting. That's right. That's right. So Tiffany jumps on cat's back and it looks like she's trying to get her like in the old fashioned sleeper hold. Awesome. And the cat just flings her off onto the couch and Tiffany just keeps trying to attack cat. And the longer this thing goes on, the worse and worse it gets. Like really so annoyingly lame. bad. It's so lame. And it's ends, so weak. Yeah. And it's long. It uh, is. The music. Mm-hmm. The music. Can it was like about? weird trance music or it something is. like like ambient music it's yeah it's like the kind of music that's like like on super mario brothers when you're like on the map page it's like yeah really... da, 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 da. i can't yeah. I mean, but, it, but yeah but it was very it's just like, like kind of relaxing almost kind of sound porn music <laughs> yeah like i didn't mall music yeah it was it's like a combination of like bad porn music elevator music and mall music yeah yeah and as soon as the fight started the music came on it was yeah. like on now here. it is time yeah. to fight. Mm-hmm. And it's, cat fight. And like you said, the fight just got worse and worse. It got yeah. to the point where Cat put her arm out. Tiffany's and face is all, like palming her face, yeah, and like, she's I'm running totally against it, trying to like yeah. trying to run against it, and Cat's just holding her at arm's distance. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, it's bad. Jesus. It ends with Cat clotheslining Tiffany, basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What it's a six arm clothesline her, and that's it. It, it put an end to the atrocious fight. So, <laughs> Alice. Now, she backs up. She, she sets up a tripwire, causing a bucket of water to get dumped on her head. And Randy's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Andrew is here setting up traps, so watch out Why? for those. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Again. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mallory's like, all right, I'll take Alice to the bathroom to get her cleaned up and changed into her costume. And now this is where you get the girls changing their costumes, blah, blah, blah. Long talking scenes about... Your 21st birthday should be off the yeah. chain. Then why did you suggest such a horrible, horrible. thing? <laughs> go like, to a goddamn club. Yeah. yeah. Like every wrote, other goddamn kid. I wrote, why know? don't these bitches just go out to the bar? Like, <laughs> why don't they just go to the just bar? Just be like I every know. other 21-year-old, you just go to any bar. Because you can now legally drink. Yeah. Yeah. You go to a goddamn bar or club or whatever. What? You don't go to some fucking sh- dirty warehouse on the bad part of town next to a fucking well, junkyard. Okay, well, I'll, I'm just throwing this out just because... All right, what do you got? Um, I remember from when I was in my fraternity days, when I turned 21, I was one of the, at the time, older members of my fraternity, so I could have, like, people I could just go out to bars and drink with because they were all, so 18, 19, 20, right. so maybe, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe that's the reason younger. why they do this, because... Not all of them are 21 to go to bars. However, they keep saying most, almost like half the girls in the sorority are like 
seniors. So that means after this, they yeah. graduate this year or would have graduated. The story would have been like dead anyway because there have been like two members left. Oh, yeah. And the, the one girl, what? She's been a senior for nine years. Yeah, she's yeah. at the Van Wilder yeah. of the group. Yeah. Um, anyway. So Tiffany goes off by herself. And so Kath is like, hey, we should split up to go find her. And like, okay, that's a great idea. And it cuts to Tiffany, who's waiting for Matt, who, again, on cue, climbs in through a window. And they have a really boring conversation before they end up kissing. And this is when Alice walks in. After seeing them kiss, Alice's like, here, take this necklace back that you gave me. And he's like, no, you keep it. And it's fucking boring and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Tiffany, so Alice leaves. She's like, fine, whatever. And then Tiffany leaves. No, Tiffany leaves first. And Alice starts talking about how uncomfortable she is and how weird she feels about being in this building where her mother was murdered 21 years ago today. So they now, now realize <laughs> that this was a horrible idea. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, well, well, we're already here. So. But really only. Oh, wait. Are you guys talking about. I lost track. Are you talking about the conversation between Matt and Alice? Yeah. Or, that's okay. Going right now. Yeah. Because Alice it, is telling Matt, like, it's kind of uncomfortable. My mom was murdered here and blah, blah, blah. You know, I really don't like this. This is a bad idea. Great. Leave. Right. Yeah, just up and mm. leave. Um, anyway, so Matt leaves and he's like, I'm out. And then Al sets this necklace down and walks out. You never see the necklace game. Matt it plays actually, no attention. Matt actually at this point seems to be the only logical one. Cause he's like, you know what? I shouldn't be here. I'm going to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's just like, this isn't right. This is very uncomfortable. Yeah, and he's like, you know, now you say logical one. now, but we're going to come to something. Oh that, yeah. Yeah. Right now going. at that point. So Matt is climbing Doesn't down count. the ladder that he used to get in. And then someone dressed in black and wearing a gigantic. Gigantic red dragon mask with red hair comes out of the building. Matt bumps into the mask's purse. Is like Alice? Is that you? Is that how you? could how it be? How do you think that? <laughs> how could it be Alice? How in the world? You just left her upstairs through a goddamn ladder. Yeah. Walk down. Second floor. Second or third. Second floor. floor third floor. So it doesn't take you that long to get to the bottom. You walk around the corner. How could she dress into a completely different costume? beat you around the corner and uh-huh. then meet that doesn't make any sense and his first inclination oh Alice? Alice? that must that has to be that you be and you. the fact that Alice the girl is like five three five four yeah she's and, like a size two and the person in this mask is easy five seven five nine or taller plus right. the mat so it's obviously just by size alone not yeah. her um and oh, so God. they <laughs> so he's like <laughs> Hey, uh, he's like, mercy person isn't saying anything. So he's like, what? You're not going to talk to me? Fine. You want me to spill my guts? Oh, just as what all you girls want me to spill my guts. So he's like, hey, I still love you. I love you. And uh, the only reason I'm dating Tiffany was to make you jealous. And Tiffany's only going off me just to piss you off. And I thought I'd win you back. Where's the goddamn logic in that? I want to make you jealous. (laughs) That's where that logic just went out of the window there. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to date this girl so that she'd fall in love with me again. What? That's the logic of like, I'm gonna have somebody like attempt to rob my girlfriend in the park so I can run in and be the hero and just it goes horribly wrong. That makes more sense. (laughs) Jesus. Um yeah, I, f- I figured if I started putting my dick in this other girl, <laughs> you'd want my dick in you then. Right. Yes. So, <laughs> so that again, always works. Yeah. That always, <laughs> I've fallen before. No, uh, never mind. Yeah, no, yeah. No. Never so, still not saying anything. The person in black, Matt's like, 
Starts raining. He's like, what? What? You still want me to keep spilling my guts? You want me to spill my guts guts. more? He keeps saying, spill his guts. On cue, then the masked person lashes out at Matt with some unseen weapon. And whatever it is, it shreds Matt's stomach open as hell. And his intestines just fall out. Yeah. Which Holding like, like some they, rubber. It looks like linked sausages. They just yeah. Yeah. in like ketchup. It's like, yeah. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this. And he, he dro- some of them drop out. Then he's holding them again. And then they drop out. Like, how they much guts do you have, yeah, dude? a lot of guts. And the, I'm just like, good God. The size of this stomach wound is comically enormous. Uh. For what is supposed to be basically a stab wound from a knife. Exactly. Right. <laughs> So the dragon masked figure goes back inside and it jumps to D and Pima in the kitchen laundry room. And, <laughs> and D starts eating yeah. some of Pima's uh, shrooms, her, her shrooms. magical mushrooms. And it's another quick, uh, quick shot of everyone in the theater room. Renee's turning on the colored nightclub party lights. And it turns out that Renee hasn't hooked up the record player yet. So Samantha's uh, like, hey, you want me to hook up my iPod? But then Renee counters that with the, hey, let's play a game of charades. Yeah. Because that's what every 21-year-old college story girl wants to do is play, play charades. charades. Why don't they just listen to music, man? Just let them listen to music. Yeah. Come on. What is going on? So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, – and this is where Tiffany replies, I'd rather play Russian roulette. And I think we can all agree on that is the proper response when someone offers to play charades. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of there with her. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I'd rather play Russian roulette myself yeah. than play charades. I'd rather risk my life. <laughs> so, now Alice gets kind of creepy all of a sudden and says that they should have a tea party, like in the book, a tea party before they cut off their heads, off with their heads. She gets real creepy out of nowhere. Yeah, what? Uh, this is there's no foreshadowing whatsoever. Her being a weirdo. Or kind of creepy. She's just a normal sorority girl who's got a fucked up history, and now she's being a weirdo. Well, yeah. Matt makes a comment to Tiffany in that blah blah scene that's dumb about like, oh, you know, Alice. She's just so like, she's just kind of like dark and stuff. She did, he kinda, did say that she's kind of deep, and I just couldn't take it or something like that. Like, so he alludes to the fact that. But she's the most like non-dark but, person because she's bubbly. She's yeah, blonde-headed. She wears and bright she's colors. She's easily going along with this crazy ass scheme, right? Yeah. Of a shitty birthday party for her. <laughs> yeah. Sure, guys, I appreciate it. Really? So <laughs> they're not your friends. <laughs> <laughs> so Tiff and Psychic Sam they try to leave, but Molly pushes them back down on the couch, and this leads to sl- another awful fight scene. A slap fight between Mallory and Tiff, and they take turns slapping each other back and it's forth. It's terrible. It's really and then bad. It just like spinning too. in circles, pulling each other's hair. The music comes back. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A theme. Yeah. Tiffany gets the upper hand and rides Mallory like a horse for a moment. Then Renee breaks it up, but he just gets pushed around like a bitch. And the, and the embarrassing fight continues until Mallory flings Tiffany on the couch where her skirt lifts and up. And Tiffany tries to sell it like she's in the Royal Rumble. I'm yeah. telling you, man. She just flies through the air. Yeah, she does. Face foot, like she just basically does a no-arm cartwheel onto the couch <laughs> with her ass in the air. Where everyone gets to see the special panties are revealed that she's wearing for Matt that read... They read rear entry aloud with an on the ass with an arrow pointing down to her <laughs> beehole. <Yeah. laughs> so the special panties were just gag underwear. Yeah. yeah, that's what this guy's into. Spencer's quality gag <laughs> underwear. Yeah, they weren't even like they were just like briefs, white, white briefs, white plain 
uh-huh. hot and panties, and yeah. just like spray painted or like just like decaled. Yeah, on. just decaled on. Um, so Tiffany hot. Samantha lately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super hot guys, hot. super hot. So the, Tiffany Samantha lately said we're gonna take the fun party upstairs. So Pima, yeah, what? Which I don't know. Pima, Donna, and D follow them out. Well, I will say that at this point, I say that I kind of love that the mean blonde bitch, like, she's the only one that really realizes how lame the whole thing is. I mean, she's terrible. I think guys probably terrible. realize this thing. They're just, they're, not, they're just trying to be nice about it. Like, it's their first. I don't want to say anything. Yeah, but, but at like, least she's this like, sucks. this sucks. Like, this is lame. Someone needs to say it. Get the yeah. fuck out. Mm-hmm. So, um, Renee says, hey, let's pour your main girl some tea, which the tea looks like urine, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. I, every, I used to be a big tea drinker, and maybe I'm wrong here. But I used to drink, like, every tea I drink would be, like, brownish tea, like, you know, iced tea, sweetened tea. It was brownish in color. Not, this looks like the straight-up urine. Yeah. yeah. Pouring out it a teapot. Or like, Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, like a Red Bull pee. <laughs> you know? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 So, upstairs, Tiffany <laughs> is talking about, that, about getting revenge by setting up more traps and blaming it on Andrew. What? Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, she's a bitch. Just yeah, leave. I know. I know. Just leave the party. Yeah, just yeah. go out the door. Where? Just leave. Exactly. You, the party sucks. Drove, I'm out. And she's she the one who drove. drove. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> her <laughs> crappy, cheesy convertible that they drove in. Like, just what? get out of here. It's yeah, so go. bad. So Pima takes Donna, Donna with her when she leaves to go clean up the mushrooms. She's like, I'm going to clean these up a bit. Well, because Donna's having a really bad hallucination. She's having a bad trip. Which she acts more drunk no, that's and high most of them. Yeah, Dee's yeah, having a bad trip. Yeah. bad trip. She's like tripping out and. But she still she takes Donna. Yeah, she, she takes, takes Donna yeah. with her though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Say, hey, I'm gonna clean these mushrooms off and just come with me or something oh, like that. Okay. And um, oh, really back, go, going really back quick to uh, Tiffany's um, plan, her her booby trap. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what she was going to use? <laughs> A she, fucking oh I had oh I had whole notes of, yeah a, a fucking brick on a string a fucking way. brick mm-hmm. is yeah. gonna drop on one of these small girls' heads this to drop on their heads it'll be hilarious yeah yeah that's well, hilarious I, I had a whole Cushion, note section of this when we when they finish the travel later I was gonna bring that up oh, again. okay God. okay well we'll get to it then um Ugh. <laughs> so and this is where they talk about Donna says that she's still undeclared and Prima's like aren't you a senior how are you still undeclared and Donna's like oh I've just been that way for a long time. And the only reason I even bring this scene up is because it reminds me of someone I know. Someone we all know. Aaron. What? <laughs> now, me? Aaron was not a senior undeclared, but he was pretty damn close. Yeah. So my junior year, they actually confronted me and said, you have to declare a major or else you can't go to the school anymore. And so when I asked them, how many credits do I have left? What, what's the, what do I have most of? And they go, uh... Speech communication. I go. Got it. That's it. That's my major now. Yeah. All in. All in. So that's that's why I had to go back to school and become a nurse because I didn't do shit. In college. You did, but you did. You did a lot of useful things. I, Life lessons. Yes. Yes. Knowledge. I, fun stories. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Well, now you're a rent- well, we won't digress yeah. about. Uh, so college, I, that's why I was even bring up that kids. scene. Well, they always have. There's all these scenes in this movie with useless talk about people's. Uh, their degrees, and I have a, I'm going to have a music degree. What am I going to do about that? Yeah, Which I Alex, found Alex really Alex insulting. <laughs> I have a music major. But I mean, they keep having these conversations where they're talking about this. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I guess that's college banter. You know, talk know, about your majors. Let more killing. Let yeah. yeah. 
Or so, boobs. Just yeah, yeah. Boobs, would yeah. Be great. boobs would be more redeeming. Um, yeah. And this is where Don says she's been a senior for nine years. Like I said, she is the Van Wilder of this movie. Mm-hmm. Only she's not as cool or oh, smart. she's so dumb. So let's say she's 20 as a senior. So that would make her now 29. Mm-hmm. And she obviously, she, no way, she looks like she's 19 in this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. She looks pretty young. So. Either that or she was a, a genius child who went to school when they were like 12. Then she got a brick dropped in her head. And then she got some brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to the tea drinkers. And now Kat has Manchu oh, disappear tea. again. And Renee's like, I'll go find her. And like, this is a lot of fact. We go back to Pima, who's dripping, who takes a tripping D, who's having made her lose off to the bathroom, try to get her to sober up. And she's having hallucinations of the evil Mad Hatter from the dream, which is weird because it wasn't even her dream. It was Donna's, Donna's dream. dream. And so she thinks Pima is the Mad Hatter. And she keeps attacking her over and over again. Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. That's all she, and she tries to strangle Pima. Yeah, so, and Pima uh, always gets out of her strangulation hold by biting, biting her. her. And, She's a survivor. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, and so Dee's like, I've had a fear of the Mad Hatter since her mother read her the story about the Mad Hatter when she and Donna were kids. Were kids. So confusing. now I'm really fucking confused about their ages and relationship between Dee and Donna. Because if they were kids... So are they sister, like actual sisters, or have and they been? Bu- they they, they look totally different. Yeah, they oh, look. Yeah. Totally, what's half Asian? Yeah, yeah. And D was Asian, Miss Asian America. That's so. right. Yeah. So, so so yeah. Um. So are they just friends? Have they been buds for this long? So does that also mean D has been a senior for nine years? Or like, like I don't understand the relationship make anymore. <laughs> so. I, just I don't get sighing it. Sighing a lot. That's all I'm adding yeah. to this. Yeah. I, was, I don't uh, know if they're sighs. friends, lesbian, lesbians, biological sisters, what? It doesn't matter. I'm lost. Mm-hmm. So Pima takes Dee to the laundry kitchen where they eat some some nuts and have more boring dialogue, and she snaps again and starts attacking Pima. Bad hatter. Bad hatter. Bad hatter. Bad hatter. She bites her and ends a hallucination. Now we go to a flashback of Anne and Rocker Chick. Anne tells Rocker Charlene that she can't really afford to buy the place anyway. And she pulls out a kitchen knife while saying, I know you can't afford it because you gave birth to Alice and that changed everything. Now, Charlene tells Anne that her husband wants her dead, that she wants her dead too, and that her husband loves someone else. And so how does Anne respond to this? She just says, no. (laughs) She's like, no, I need to raise Alice. I need to be here for her. And if I'm not if I'm not there, there's no telling what will happen to her. And she's, I'm like, what is that? Is the weirdest thing to say to someone who's threatened to kill you? No. And she doesn't no. even say it with emotion. She's just completely calm. She's like, I'm going to kill. She's like, no, no, I have to be here for Alice. Like, no. You can't kill me. You know, right I just now. I just can't make that appointment. Like, can we you know? schedule that? Yeah, like, that this whole killing thing. That's just not. That's a, doesn't really work for me. So yeah. <laughs> what I'm going to do is say no, and I'll see you later. Exactly. I mean, it's so bad. But uh, Charlene then says, uh, says, you know exactly what will happen to her and kills Anne. And it jumps to Alice waking up on the couch. So this was all a dream. All another dreamy flashback. Um, so Mallory and Alice are chit-chatting about Kat and how Kat never talks about her mother. When Mallory heads off to the bathroom. So many people just head off randomly to the bathroom all the time. And there's in this so movie. many different bathrooms. Like, so many different rooms that they're using as bathrooms. Yeah. So, now we're back to Pima 
and D in the bathroom upstairs. Pima strips D down and gets her in the shower, but sadly we see no boobs. Nothing. Yeah, and this is this ass. is like the tease. It's like, oh, okay, here we go. This would be sour sheen. Sour sheen. I can't even say it. <laughs> shower scene. <laughs> nope. Got no, <laughs> nothing. And she asked what D because D's like, oh, I'm okay, but I see something. She's like, what do you see? And she's like, I see two of you. One like you, and one looks like the Jabberwocky. The Jabberwocky. And the camera then shows a person in the dragon mask standing in the bathroom looking at them. And this so, is supposed to be the Jabberwocky so mask. So now that's the, that's, that's the clue, is that this is the Jabberwocky character. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. except we are educational here. So the yes. Jabberwocky, yes. which is actually not even in the stories, no. but people get, it is actually a poem within the story that Alice reads in the sequel through the looking glass. Through the looking glass. Which is a complete nonsensical poem, um, which I did write out, but I'm not going to read it. You can look it up online, but it's crazy weird to try to read. Um, but some facts about the Jabberwocky itself, because I, like, I needed some. Because I was like, I've heard the Jabberwocky be like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Why is this? We need deal? to interrupt this whole thing because, yeah, we need we need to just take, <laughs> take a, a breath. Break. Yeah. So here we go. Brief intermission. Help my brain recover from this one. Travesty. Uh. Jabberwocky is a nonsense poem written by Lewis Carroll and included in his 1871 novel Through the Looking Glass and What Alice Found There, a sequel to the one Alice in Wonderland. The book tells of Alice's adventure within the back to front world of a looking glass. In the early scene, uh, characters White Queen, Red Queen, Alice finds a book, a seemingly unintangible language. Realizing that she is traveling through an inverted world, she re- re- recognizes the verse on the pages are written in mirror writing. She holds it up to the mirror. And the world reflected as Jabberwocky. She finds the nonsense verse as puzzling as the odd land she has passed into, which is later revealed as a dreamscape. Jabberwocky itself is considered one of the greatest nonsense poems written in English. Its playful, whimsical language has given English nonsense words and neologisms such as galumphing and chottle, which there's so many weird words in this poem that are galumphing and chottle. Uh, most of the poem was written during Carol's stay with relatives at. Whitburn near Sunderland, the story may have been inspired by the local Sunderland area legend of the Lambton Worm. So it's basically kind of like, I guess, somebody writing a poem like a Bigfoot or Taz, the New Jersey Devil or Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, John Tonelli, Tonelli, I might be butchering his name, reluctantly agreed to illustrate the book in 1871, and his illustrations are still the defining images of the poem. The illustration of the Jabberwocky may reflect the contemporary Victorian obsession with natural history and the fast evolving sciences of paleontology and geology. So I'm guessing more dinosaur fossil things yeah. like that nature. Stephen Prickett notes on the context of Darwin and Mantell's publications and vast exhibitations of dinosaurs, such as those at the Crystal Palace, is inspiring yeah, to now to get the Jabberwocky the leathery wings of a pterodactyl and the long scaly neck and tail of a cereopod, which is basically it's a dragon with a weird right. head. Um Many of the words in the poem are playful nonce words of Carol's own invention, which intended explicit meaning when Alice has finished reading the poem, uh, or without explicit meaning. And when Alice finished reading the poem, she gives her impressions, and this is from, it seems very pretty, she said when she finished reading it, but it's rather hard to understand, which the poem is hard to understand. She didn't like it to confess that even to herself that she could not make it all out. Somehow it seems to fill my head with ideas, only I don't exactly know what they are. However, somebody killed something. That's clear at any rate. And that is exactly like this kind of, yeah. Exactly how I felt when I read the poem, <laughs> the actual Jabberwocky. It's just 
kind of how I feel when I'm watching this movie. <laughs> I don't quite get it. I don't quite know. But yeah. somebody killed somebody. <laughs> and something. So maybe this movie is actually quite ingenious in the fact that it's really is like the Jabberwock. Don't it's you something, dare. Something, don't you dare. Somebody give... <laughs> kills something. And it, this it could be the most genius work of film writing oh, ever then if that's snap. the case oh, i'm gonna jump out this goddamn window that is a, a big claim that's a big leap buddy way to play devil's advocate yeah. on that yeah. one that nice, was... nice try Ooh. i like that twisted web you weave there yeah. you know yeah so anyway right, so... pima screams after seeing the jabwalk she takes off running down the stairs can i comment on that really quick of course you can that is one of my favorite things in this whole movie that scene right there when Pima turns around in the shower and sees the, <laughs> then the, then the shot goes to the Jabberwocky, it comes back to the two girls. Pima dips out. Yeah. She is like, boop. She goes out of the scene completely. Yeah, she like ducks out. Yeah. All the way down the stairs in heels. Like heels. Yeah. yeah. Do, 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 do. And she's like hauling favorite. ass, like big steps. <laughs> yeah. She's falling down she the stairs. She's D high and dry. She's like, fuck you. Yeah. My bitch. <laughs> yep. I am out. Yeah, she's survivor. trying she to get is. away, and she's she's. Now, I want to comment on this because she's taking huge jumps down the stairs. She's falling; her yeah. legs are flying. Everywhere. She's hustling her butt off to get down these stairs. <laughs> yeah, it. she is. So, but, go on. which I just want to say because when she runs out That's, the bathroom and down the stairs, yeah. Not a problem with that. She would obviously had to have run past the oh, group yeah. of girls in the big room stairs, which. They don't even pay because we've it's that fact they're like right in this like living room area and the bathroom is like off the side of that. So she would have had to run like right past right. these girls and, and down the stairs. Nobody hears this. Nobody, nobody. Yeah. nobody says anything or hears it. Not at all. So Dee, who's acting oh. more like she's drunk now than high, mm-hmm. gets killed by the Poor Jabberwocky tripping. who Poor stabs tripping, her D. repeatedly with a knife. Now this now, Dee pretty much action. she erupts. Yeah, in she was. <laughs> the well, amount of blood use is. So over the top crazy in this scene. So I I do like so when Dee's looking at the Jabberwocky, she's like, "You are one ugly son of a bitch." (laughs) I was like, "That's pretty funny." And then she gets stabbed and just explodes. And I was thinking for a minute she was gonna go, "You one ugly motherfucker," like from Predator, but uh, but uh, it didn't happen. But it was still pretty good. It is amazing. So it cuts back to Pima, who's shown running all over the place, trying to find a way out of the building. Again, no, not once does she yell out for help during this. And she's running by all the rooms that's been established that the other girls are in, yet nobody sees her. Right. Why can't they get out of this house again? So now... No. Okay. Okay. We'll wait on that. We'll wait on that. And she runs back up the stairs and hides underneath a table. And she hauls ass up the stairs. Yeah. And, uh, but somehow the Jabberwocky awesome. <laughs> yeah. doesn't see her at first, so he leaves the room, or it, he, uh, whatever, and she climbs down the ladder that Matt used yeah. to get in, and then all of a sudden the Jabberwocky's like, oh, okay. He's oh, right there's, behind her. There, like, that's the way to go. He just her. left the room. He's right behind her climbing down the ladder. Mm-hmm. Very calmly. Now, this is where I have a problem with... now. It, Pima's running away through the junkyard, and the Jabberwocky's chasing her. Jabberwocky grabs a uh, flashlight also, my Yeah, out of nowhere, the Jabberwocky suddenly has a flashlight. Yeah. The chase yeah. scene is so bad. So this chase scene, we have already established that Pima is running, yeah. like, big leaps and bounds and yeah, moving. The way she runs And then the way she's banana. running in this chase scene, and I imagine they said, no, you got to slow down, honey. You're, yeah. run, you're leaving her out of frame. Yeah, right. And she's taking the teeniest... <laughs> 
tiniest little looks, steps. Yeah, the actress is looking like she's trying to run, but not run at the same time. I, yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's looking. like a, like if you've seen people who are in in handcuffs and they have the ankle cuffs too. It's yeah. like they put ankle cuffs on her, and she has to take these teeny tiny little steps, and she's looking behind her, going, "Oh no, oh no!" It's, like it's just it re- yes, yeah, it's it like- looks ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous! <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's really <laughs> funny but horrible. And the best. But then horrible. she then trips, trips over a rock, over the, the smallest, smallest rock, rock you've <laughs> smallest ever rock. seen. It's small. It's like and they show it. They it's not even it as big as. Yeah, it's not even as big as a lemon. You know, <laughs> I mean, she trips over something the size of a they lemon. Could have just shown her like trip and fall and you over her own feet. Yeah, it yeah. would have been insinuating. Oh, she's, oh, running, she's running like an idiot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she fell, but no, they have to show the fact that she fell over this very delicate small rock. Tiny, <laughs> tiny <laughs> rock. Yeah. Boop. Ooh. And Jack just walks up to her, stabs her a bunch ah. of times with a knife, kills Did her. Did you and notice walks that away. she <laughs> fell on like a dirt gravel? Dirt and gravel when she fell down, and I then underneath so. her was like was, a, was like one of those rubber pads you see in kitchens. Yeah. yeah, those rubber pads you see in kitchens, those non-slip rubber pads you see in like in. Yeah, like they had in, to protect the actors to fall. They didn't have to for stunt double. But they, but she <laughs> fell on the dirt, and then she was being killed on the rubber mat. Well, they probably didn't want to get the costumes there. That's probably what it they was. They returned to the costume shop. <laughs> um, they made no <laughs> attempt to cover terrible. that up. <laughs> and like her, de- like her death scene was, pr- it was just like they just like they must have ran out of blood because they just probably had someone with a spray bottle spraying in their face yeah, while Jabberwock went weird up and down. Just... Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was one of the lamer ones. Um, so it goes back to Tiff, Tiffany, Samantha, and Donna, <laughs> who are walking, working on the trap. And Tiff wants to make a trap that consists of something heavy falling on someone's head, i.e. the the foam brick, which is in her hand, as well as the trap electrocuting said person. I'm like, holy shit, Kim wants to straight up murder somebody. I know. And the it's others are totally awesome. okay with this. They're like, yeah, that's yeah, good that's idea. That's fine. All right, good idea. That's right, cool. ridiculous. I'm on board. Why yeah. are you doing that? I mean, one, you want a brick to fall on their head. I mean, obviously the brick you tell is just a piece of foam painted Regard, red. But, right. but yeah, it's supposed to be a brick. It's a fucking brick. That could kill a person. <laughs> yes. If it hit him right, it could kill you. And then you want to shock him on top of it. Elect- <laughs> they want to hook electric straight- electricity straight to the doorknobs. <laughs> She's like, I could rewire it, so and then I could put some water in front right. of the door yeah. so that when she stood in the puddle, it would totally electrocute her. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> and then did they did they tie the brick with floss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, because Pima always carries floss yeah. with her, so they tied it with floss. A brick. Yeah. They tied up with floss. floss. <laughs> she must have some pretty strong teeth if she has to use like, super floss. <laughs> yeah. All oh right. god. I just All so, right. So there's a quick shot of Dee's dead body covered in blood in the shower. But I just know there's no stab wounds anywhere to None. No. And she's got her towel on real Towel's nice. yeah, on. Towel's so the towel down. stayed in place. It'd be a brutal murder. So I'm just guessing the making people forgot to add the wounds or just got lazy here. <laughs> just yeah. like whatever. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to Alice and Mallory, and Renee enters again, complaining about the mess in the basement. And suddenly, Cat reappears sitting across the room, and it's another boring, stupid scene. It's just basically, they're talking about the basement mess again, and Cat mm-hmm. disappearing and reappearing, which has been established. Well, I, I think many they times. just keep trying to make us feel like, who is it? Is it yeah, Mallory? Yeah, it's supposed to be a Is yeah. it Cat, yeah. or is it Renee. Uncle Renee? Yeah. Yeah. Like, which one? Because they keep allude like, mm-hmm. again, being very lame and kind of alluding to, oh, this could be me, but... Yeah, poorly done. Yeah. But, but at least it was, you know, that was the idea. 
Yeah, and so up at back in the upstairs group, Samantha's rigging the door with the wires, and Donna goes off to look for D. And once the trap is set, Tiffany sends Samantha down to go get Mallory and Alice to lure them upstairs. Now down in the theater room, they're playing charades when Samantha comes in and tells <laughs> Alice and Mallory that hey, Tiff needs them upstairs to see them, and it'll be it'll be shocking. It'll be shocking. Yahoo. And Renee pours more tea for himself and Cap, and when he looks up, she's gone again. Uh, Donna finds Dee's dead body, but before she can scream, she gets grabbed by the Jabberwocky from behind. And it cuts away to Samantha, who leads Alice and Mallory to the booby trap door. But Mallory pushes Samantha through it instead, causing the foam brick to hit her on the head. (laughs) And she reacts according to being hit on the head by a foam brick, which is barely reacting at all. Yeah. She just, like, falls down and goes, And keep in mind, this is supposed to be a real fucking brick. brick. Real and then the girl would have been seriously fucking hurt. Right. And she doesn't Ow. even say, ouch. She's like, ugh. Yeah, she's, ugh, that was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, the girls hear Donna yell out, and they rush out to look for her. All right, now this is, before we get to that point, that's okay. when she, the cook girl, what's her name again? Samantha. Samantha gets hit on the head with the brick and falls down. And and they're all like, ha your plan didn't work. And Tiffany goes, well, I'm leaving and reaches for the door. And then she shocks herself. Yeah. So it's, ow. It's, ow. So <laughs> not only did the one girl get hit with her own brick, the other girl got shocked. And then when they hear the screams, Alice grabs that same fucking door handle no and shot. walks right through. Never gets shocked. <laughs> Come on. Nope. Come on, guys. I missed that part. Maybe I missed she had that. Rubber, I'm glad you caught rubbers that. On. Maybe. Maybe rubber. she had her rubbers. Slickers. <laughs> yeah. So they find Donna super glued to a toilet seat. Yep. This, and the Donna tells them that the uh, Jabberwocky did it and that D is dead guy. in the shower next to her. And D is dead. But D's oh, body is yeah. gone. The body just disappears. Where is Mr. White? Uh, we don't know. He, yeah. Last time we saw him, he's drinking tea by himself. Right. Uh, the, t- the girls leave Donna there and go downstairs to find something to help get her off of the toilet seat. And they find Kat in the theater room and fill her in on what's happening. And I do like Kat's reaction to hearing that Donna is glued to the toilet seat. Mm-mm. She's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't know what. There's some gems of writers, some things that I just love. Poor Donna. And uh, they f- they find out that the exit doors are all locked at this point. We can't get out. The windows all have bars on them. Even though we've seen Matt and Pima both go out a window. Right. right. And... Oh, God, go and on. Then, so Candace throws out that it might be Charlene Glass doing all this. She might have come back and she's doing all this. And she comes up with the genius plan of splitting everyone up. So, sure. So yeah. Tiffany and her lackey, Samantha, go upstairs to look for Renee, who is now gone. Missing. Mallory and Alice go to the basement to find a cell phone while Kat looks for another way out by herself. So back in the bathroom, Donna is making paper airplanes on the toilet paper. And when the Jabberwocky comes in... And you're, I'm thinking, Jabberwocky's right. finally going to finish the go. job. And she come, the Jabberwocky has a machete. And he just, just smacks her on the leg with it. Yeah, just because she's wearing a short skirt and that's kind of high up. And yeah. she like kind of smacks her on the side of the thigh close to the butt with the machete. Yeah. And then walks away. Yeah. yeah I was like... like ah! I love that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it too. He's like, you're just fucking with this girl. It made no sense. <laughs> and uh, so... But here, she didn't react accordingly. She's like, either. ah! She was just like, ew. 
Yeah, what are you doing? Like, here's somebody. Her best friend is was murdered. Your right ass next has to been her. super glued to it. Okay. Nothing. And nothing. She's like, oh my god. Which is <laughs> what you say because apparently, hearing Donna scream, Samantha leaves Tiffany to go help her. So even yeah, though she no, barely reacts, Tiffany's like, oh, I heard that. Yeah. Everyone oh, else has been screaming their ass off. And yeah. Tiffany just doesn't give a shit at this point. Fine, go help Donna. I mm. I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. And we go back to Donna, and the Jabberwocky's gone, and in comes Renee now, and she tells him that she, he has to get her off, and to get her off, she has to pull on her chest. Uh, and she's like, I have to pull your chest to get you off? And yeah, it's bad. Uh, really bad writing. So basically, Renee does, he pulls her off the toilet seat. Essentially rips, peels her rips off. Rips chunks of skin off the uh, back of her leg. What they show on the toilet seat is pretty gory. Yeah. yeah. It's like big chunks big of chunks. gore yeah, and nasty. It's yeah. like... She would have these big rips on her ass yeah. and legs. And what? he Coming leaves down. her to clean up. Mm-hmm. And so Samantha comes in and gives Donna D's panties to replace her torn ones. And this is what we're getting to. Because we notice that the back of Donna's legs are completely oh, fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. No blood. They didn't even try to make no them look blood. wounded. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. blood. They just got fucking lazy. She doesn't sell it at all. No. I mean, She's just like, ew. It kind of hurts. Kind of yeah. hurts. And if, that, if, if what they showed represent the type of like trauma that she had... That's you gotta get some medical attention yeah, right away. Right. Yeah. You're peeling skin off. That's horrible. I mean, that's gotta be. Inc- it looks like chunk of muscle. Right. Came it, off. Incredibly yeah. painful. Yeah. yeah. She probably just had passed out from the pain. Yeah. Out yeah. yeah. Like Ugh, and done. So he like passes her some toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. Oh, I'll get it. I'll get yeah. it. <laughs> just clean yourself what? up, honey. There you go. Child. So, oh, child. <laughs> <laughs> in comes the Jabberwocky now with the machete, and but. Jabberwock gets hit over the head from behind by Tiffany. Um, Queen of Hearts saves the day. And now Renee comes back in and joins them as Tiffany takes off the Jabberwocky mask, the dragon mask. Very Scooby-Doo moment. Mm -hmm. To to reveal Cat. (gasps) So we fade to black. (sighs) Fade in on everyone standing around Cat who's now tied to a chair. And they're like, how do we get out? How do we get out? Cat's like, there is no way out. That I'm going to kill you one by one, it's leaving Alice for last. Okay, doesn't Renee own the fucking building? I just exactly, wrote here, he does. isn't the uncle the actual owner? You think he'd know where the exits and entrances are? Or have, are? Or have some keys. Right, or just, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now she explains that her mother... Was Charlene Glass that killed Alice's oh, yeah. mother? Here we go. All because Tie of in. Alice's father, a man they both loved. She also reveals that she found her mother hanging in her living room, mm-hmm. and that she read and destroyed her mother's suicide note. And I'm like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> Didn't we see Charlene Glass get killed earlier in the movie by way of throat slashing? Right. So are they changing their own backstory of this movie? In the middle of the movie. <laughs> Maybe they forgot that what scene the was in there. What the fuck is happening in this movie now? They just <sighs> forgot. They, they, just, they just didn't know. That's the <laughs> laziest thing I've ever seen. Like, we have, oh, Charlene Glass killed. Alex Charlene Glass is killed. Oh, shit. We forgot that. Glass well, we already filmed that scene, and we need it for yeah. filler. So. Well, fuck it. Hope it, yeah. well, maybe it nobody back. will notice. Yeah. It comes back. It, did you, it comes back later. Yeah. Okay. There's another, yeah. So Alice, but still. So Kat says that Alice's mother's triggered 
her mother to kill Alice's mother, and that Alice is her trigger to kill. Now, didn't we just recently see a movie where that same type of logic played in to a certain point? Um, we saw Reanimator, and the movie we saw before Nine Seven Six Evil Reanimator. What was the movie we saw before that? Happy that, birthday to me. That was Happy Birthday to me. Remember, the lady was just like you. You are the spot. Is like same kind of yeah, same kind of like yeah, canon, like you know? Like yeah. it's, and I'm just like, ooh, this seems very familiar. Kind of, yeah. I can't forget about that. But yeah, good call. It's, yeah, it is and similar. You, your husband, and my mom, and blah 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 blah, and and for some reason makes her go so crazy, so crazy that she's able to keep her rage and craziness in check for four years mm-hmm. to plot the perfect time to. Spend Bring this ridiculous trap. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Which only uh, happens because Mallory suggests having the party. So uh-huh. if that party didn't happen, like, this never would have even come to yeah, fruition. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So anyway, Tiffany and Samantha stay with Kat while the others go again look for another way out. And everyone goes down to the basement. So there's, instead of looking for a way out, now they're in the basement looking for the cell phone. Right. And they're all looking in the exact same spot pretty much. Right. This is a huge basement. And they're all in the same aisle. It's Spread a out. Limited search here. And Ray, Renee mentions there is a small bathroom down here with a small window with no bars on it that one of them might be able to squeeze through. So like, well, that's good to know now. Mm-hmm. You could have told us that maybe, I don't know, an hour right. ago before right. this happened. So in that bathroom, Alice is in there. She finds a large kitchen knife and says, hey, why don't we use this? And Molly's like, Nah, put that down. That won't help. You don't need what? that. What? <laughs> you have captured a killer who's killed like half of your sorority, and you disregard a weapon that can be used we're to fine. defend yourself. We're fine. Nah, we're good. Don't in worry about it. In a building you're out, you've been trapped in and can't get out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so once, so um, the window, they, they find the window anyway, and uh, Mallory says, hey, I'll go through it. They open it up. But then Alice suggests that maybe I should go through it. And Mallory snaps like, what, are you saying I'm fatter than you? And I just found that funny because yes. the way the line, the way Mallory delivered the line, and like even in a life and death situation, these girls stop to think about, hey, are you saying I'm fat? Are you saying I'm fat? He's like, fat. Like, I'm like, fat? that seems such, like, I don't and know why. And neither one of these it. girls are even close to being fat. No, no. they are They're really girls. super slim. Yeah. And Ma- I'm sorry, Mallory is yeah. hot in this movie. Um, she looks a lot like um, I'm really bad with names. Me too. Uh, the girl that was in the, that '70s show, the Mila Kunis? yes, mm-hmm. yes, she kind of has a Mila Kunis kind of look. Maybe. Thank you. God, my, she's a little curvier. My she's recollection curvy. is really curvy. bad. She's curvy. I mean, they make her. She's she's cute. She's yeah, Mallory's really really attractive. Anyway, but so, her getting stuck in this window yeah, is a so, big pile of BS. Oh, no it's shit. so bullshit. She yeah. attempts to crawl through the window, and of course she gets stuck. And she could fit easily. Oh, oh my yeah. God, Alice totally. tries to push her through it and pull I'm her back stuck. out. The window is yeah. down. Like when the when she starts crawling through, the window is open yeah. all the way. Yeah. And then when they show her stuck, they close it on, on her. her. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, why don't you just, I don't know, lift, lift the, the window, window back up, up and out she goes. <laughs> I thought the same thing. And speaking of the window, the bathroom is supposed to be in the basement. Remember that the right. basement, which would be may, means underground. By right, the way. you'd be crawling out on ground level, most right. likely. If that yeah. on ground level. But when we see the outside shot of Mallory stuck, it's two stories on up. the second yeah. floor. Yeah, the cave is that right. Like you could at least oh. find a window on the first floor to film this. In. It's like what is going on? So 
back upstairs, Tiffany is trying to like interrogate and threaten Kat into telling her how to get out. The lighting is terrible, by the way, and completely different. Like now, the lighting mm. in the same exact scene from before is very bright. Really bright, yeah. And the sound quality is different. And very echoey, like, yeah. cavernous. Oh, totally yeah. different. Totally different day of shooting. And uh, <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> so Samantha says, like, "Hey, Tiff, don't hurt her. She's her. She's my sister." And she's like, well, yeah, you're sorry. Sorority sister. And she picks up a baseball bat that happens to be lying on the floor. Right. Just out base- of nowhere. baseball bat out of nowhere. And hits yeah. Tiffany over the head with her saying, no, she's my real sister. So, bum, bum, bum. The swerve is in. Twist. Again, I find a complete <laughs> lack of reality used when dealing with people getting hit over the head uh. with heavy blunt objects in this movie. Tiff falls to the ground, but again, doesn't act like she got hit by anything. She's, she's like oh. the way she got hit overhead with a baseball. She would be unconscious after getting, or at Bleeding best, or something. dead possibly because she gets in the back with a baseball bat. And we've seen people killed all the time this way. And she just practically bounces right back up. So Ugh, I've been awful. into you know a few little scuffles here and there, and you know like I've seen people get hit with baseball bats before. It's gnarly, you know, yeah. like, you know, I, I, luckily I've never seen anyone get hit in the head with it, but like when it hits like someone in the back, it's like for real, like people uh. knew that they were wielding baseball bats and did not hit them in the head on purpose because they knew how much damage they could do. So it's, yeah, the no. fact that she got hit in the head with a baseball bat and it's just like, ew. <laughs> I mean, Ow. Yeah, so, come on. <laughs> so basically Kat starts re- like Bond villain here. She starts revealing her plan. And she tells her that she pretended to get close to Mallory, which is Alice's best friend, while Samantha got close to Tiffany to make this whole thing work. And Samantha unloads on her. She just starts kicking her while she's down, and she tells her how much she hates her and the way she acts and just goes to town on Tiffany. So old butt-chin Tiffany just yeah. gets hers. Yeah. yeah. And I feel kind of bad for Tiffany, really. It's like she already got owned by Kat twice. Right. You know, she kind of saves the day, kind of coming around, a little redeeming quality. Okay, you kind of let her get owned by Tiff or by Cat the first time. She got time. beat up by Cat. She yeah. lost the fight. And, and, and you don't mind that because yeah. because she's you know she's like yeah, but she deserves it. Yeah. And now she saves the day and starts getting her ass kicked some more. Yeah. So now Cat well, keeps egging it on. Yeah. She's like, "Is that the best you can do after four years of taking her to her chair?" And she just starts like, and "She's like, fine, I'll kick her harder." Yeah. <laughs> so Samantha then gra- grabs an axe from the very same door that moments ago like the baseball oh, bat appeared in. So this yeah. must be a do magical do, door do, do, do. or wall or something. And this axe is keeps- old and rusty. Yeah. Like uh-huh. that blade is brown with rust. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. And Samantha chops off Tiffany's head in one of the worst beheading effects I've uh, ever seen. No blood. No blood sprays. No. Samantha doesn't white. even like take a full backswing or wind up. It's like a half swing. So there's no way she'd take off someone's head no. with one swing with that half ass. So it's kind of like in the um, Return to Horror High when uh, uh, Amos, the black janitor, touches the knife to the girl's neck and her head falls off. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's the same effect. She just basically taps her with this axe and, and her, her head, head comes flying, flying off. off. Oh, it's so bad. So Kat now picks up the baseball bat while Samantha screams to, lures, to lure the others up to them. So Alice and they rush off, leaving Mallory stuck in the window, and Donna's <laughs> alone still looking for the phone. Once upstairs, they find Tiffany's decapitated body and Samantha lying on the floor next to it. Alice helps Sam up, who tells him that Kat killed Tiffany and then hit her with the bat. So actually, not a 
Not a bad move. I mean, that's okay. I can yeah. buy that. That's, yeah. I buy that. Did they explain how she escaped? No. <laughs> uh, uh. Um. So Alice, uh, they go off to look for Cat, <laughs> and she kind of emerges from a doorway, and she starts to follow them. But then the next, very next scene, Cat's in the basement next yep. to Donna. She's all the way down there. Who yeah. has her head underneath the shelf, and they exchange words. And I do like the fact that when Donna says to Cat, you tried to kill me, and my cat says, you think I tried to kill you by gluing your, your ass, ass to a toilet? <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of awesome. I kind of like that, too. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, long story short, basically, Cat ends up killing Donna by stabbing her through the stomach uh, with a machete. Which is so lame. Yeah. It's, it's anticlimactic. I, I do like that. I do, again, I like, okay, she's like, she tells, it's like, as Donna's diner, she says, sleep well, princess. Sleep well. And I'm like, oh. I always liked you. You made me laugh. You have no idea how funny you are. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm going to kill you anyway. Uh. Yeah. No witnesses. Got to do it. Um, so back to the other three. Alice finds the window with the ladder. And this is when Sam then hits Renee over the head with the baseball bat, knocking him out. And Sam goes into more exposition, explaining that Kat is her older sister by one year. Now we've been playing this for four years. Yeah. Same mother, but different God. father. And that insanity runs in the family. <laughs> but that if, it was, if, it, if that wasn't exactly it, then following Tiffany around for four years would drive anyone insane. Oh, wah, wah. God. So they struggle, and Alice ends up getting the bat and beats Samantha to death with it. And it looks like they just dumped, like, cherry or strawberry pie on Samantha's face and called it a day. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the effect is really bad. Oh, it's like, so yeah, it's like ground beef with some pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it almost looks like some crust in there or something. Yeah. Like, who knows? It looks horrible. <laughs> so Kent walks into the bathroom now where Mallory is still stuck in the window. And she asks Mallory seriously, she's like, hey, guess what I have? And every time Mallory gets the answer wrong, she spanks Mallory with the machete for getting the question wrong, which is, again, kind of funny. And she starts picking up a camera, starts taking selfies, like, oh, next to Mallory's selfies. ass, which is weird. Uh, While Mallory's pleading for Kat's help to get her out of the window. But it's lame. She's like, come on, Kat. Come on, let me out. Don't it's me it's like getting this. campy. Yeah. It's like, Don't it's got, like it's this. it's gone from, like, uh, just shitty to campy. And I was actually enjoying this more. I just wish the whole thing would be more campy. You know, instead of yeah. trying to be sort of serious and failing completely. Totally. You know, I mean, it is like this scene was actually kind of fun, you know, taking selfies of her ass and slapping her around with a machete when she guessed wrong and she's stuck in there. And she's like, come on, you know, it's a little sticky. It was sticky, but it was at least a little better. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 So Mal or Kat then tells Mallory that she killed Charlene Glass and took her keys to the building. Now, again, so, I thought Charlene was her what? mother who committed yes. suicide. Yes. I am so so fucking well, lost that's where it comes what's back. happening. Yeah. That's where it comes back. Yeah. She's like, that's how they try to tie it together. She tells the story about the suicide, and then she reveals there that she killed her. So did that ever she, happen? I killed Charlene Glass. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why didn't you say that in the first place instead of tell it? Oh, fuck and they you. also throughout the yeah. whole movie are trying to make you believe, and I think you guys covered this about like how her mom and Alice's mom, like, we're in love with the same man. Yeah, yeah, it it didn't make sense. Make but sense. I don't understand though? why. Why would she kill her mother if her mother killed Alice's mother? Like, if they're both killers, like you would think the mother, like, hey, I, go ahead, 
could kill them if you encourage right. it. Prob- I'll, I'll help you out. Problem solved. <laughs> like, yeah. I, We're it, a family of killers. We band together. You right. Know, they is, even talk about that, too. Yeah. It's like once you kill. Uh, <laughs> it's oh, like what? once you go black, you never come back. Yeah, once, once, you, once you hack, you never go back. Once you kill, I don't you're know. a killer till the kill of your last kill. Well, yeah. What? So basically, Mario's like, <laughs> Mario basically like, don't let me die like this. Come on. Don't let me die in the window. And Kat's don't about to kill Mallory when she gets stabbed from behind by Alice who was oh, holding yeah. a large kitchen knife she found earlier in the same bathroom. But I'm like, how the fuck did she get it? Because she left it in the bathroom. So when I see... Oh, there's so many of these magical appearing weapons yeah. in this movie. When I see Mallory hanging out the window and her ass is just perfectly there and she's got a machete, all I'm thinking of is please kill her by just shoving it right into her butt. Yep. Like, that's the way to do it. You know, it's going to be gruesome. It's going to be weird. I was thinking this could be... I can think of the same thing. Could too, be like redeeming. Was, you know, this could be an kill. awesome kill. And she talks about... I can just cut you here and scrapes the outside of her thigh, saying that you'll bleed out. And I nope, was going to ask about wrong, that. I'm like, that's not the femoral artery right there. No, it's on the. It's right yeah, at the yeah, groin. It's right at the groin, right where you're. I was going to ask like, that cannot be medically she's accurate. She's a killer. She's not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know. It's right where your junk is. Yeah. So Cat dies in Alice's arms and tells her. That's a good way to remember. That <laughs> remember, you're a killer now, and then once you're a killer, you'll be a killer the rest of your life to your last breath. Just like me, Alice, you're insane. And <laughs> all the killers of the killer yeah. till your last kill of the breath. Yeah, so what? fade to black and we fade in on Alice Mallory back at Aunt Lena's house. And Alice says oh, that she's God. going to burn her Alice dress, which Ina says, Lena says, isn't that a bit extreme? I'm like, no, I think that's a pretty no, fair reaction. Fair. And the funny thing is, isn't they're just, extreme? they don't seem upset no, or really traumatized, traumatized. No. and they're just like that was a wild night yeah. Molly says I, <laughs> Molly says that she basically cut her playboy her, her playboy bunny costume into a thousand pieces yeah. Like, yeah it's fine but it just seems like they're just kind of brushing off this oh, evening is like it's like they got a flat tire that night like well yeah. that was a pain in the ass yeah. Yeah. you know <laughs> like like their whole story was just eradicated in one night reveals of your mom's murderer and all this information and all you know your ex-boyfriend's dead and all this crap right. has gone on and they're just like Woof. well and alice goes ape shit when she kills samantha like we talked about that but like she screams i didn't say this but it was my favorite quote in the whole movie her mother killed my mother her mother killed my mother <laughs> that's right that's and right then the renee, says, renee run, comes in renee then says you can have a good cry about it tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> You can have a good cry about it tomorrow, child. <laughs> I forgot about that. Let's go. <sighs> and good thing he was motivational. Yeah, what just, happened to him? No, he, he actually lashes know. him. He, as far as we know, he's he fine. It. He that lives. Was it. Um, he lives. So uh, Alice mentions that she can't stop thinking about what Kat said to her as she died about once you're a killer, always a killer, blah, blah, blah. Lena asks, well, what did she say? And she repeats the whole thing. And she starts laughing insanely <laughs> while yeah. Lena and Mallory look and she goes she said <laughs> she said I'm insane <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it goes fade on to black and on credits. and terrible it's so insincere like every single yeah. character and oh it's so unbelievable so that's the movie uh, and we're going into favorite kill there can be only one Favorite kill. So, okay. all right, Sarah, what is your favorite kill of this movie? All right, guys. So I don't know if this, the way we talked about it made it seem a lot more stretched out. 
But in my mind, the two scenes happen so quick that I actually put two kills together Ooh, as my kill. favorite okay. kill. If that's okay. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. So my favorite kills have to be um, D and Pima. <laughs> that whole scene mm-hmm. that we talked about that cracked me up so much like crazy drugged out d she this the blood just like yeah. pima dipping out like that she, <laughs> I mean, it was so like you said it was like a moment of kind of funny and yeah. campy and it was so horrible and drawn out so you had like this really kind of good death still no boobs and nudity mm-hmm. that would have nope. made it better yeah, like at least better. if you would have seen some like nudity during the killing Made but a little I raw, still, yeah. right? But I still liked it, and I thought that the comedy of the two together created a good kill. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my favorite. Yeah, like Pima running all yeah. over the place. You could have been playing Benny Hill music. Yeah, it was amazing <laughs> to say the least. So, right. Aaron, what's your favorite? You kill? know, uh, so mine was D as well, uh, and but not for the exact same reasons. Mine was because she was tripping balls uh-huh. and looks at it and goes, "You." A one ugly son of a bitch. And then she's just like, then she hams it up real good. And then Jabberwocky kind of cocks its head. It's like, eh, fuck you. Stab. (laughs) 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 Just just the blood bag that, like, it just blew their wad on that. It just. <laughs> I wonder if it was meant to be that way. I loved it though. I mean, it's so just, much fun. We're gonna just, save this one for the shower scene. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I bet there's logic behind it. It's like, yeah. well, we can clean this up real yeah, easy. Yeah, right. It'll, it'll be a quick cleanup. <laughs> My favorite kill was at first I toyed with Matt just because of how ridiculous the intestine thing you want was. Me to spill From my basically uh... getting stabbed. Like it's mm-hmm. like somebody took a chainsaw to him or something, but instead of a knife. But I'm cool with you guys. I'm cool with <laughs> me too. I love the fact that yeah. she, she just gets stabbed. It just explodes in blood. <laughs> it's a clean sweep. Yep. It's a clean sweep. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing, guys. There were a lot of deaths too. There were a there lot were. of deaths. It was a decent number, yeah. Yeah, but this that was just so fun. All right, moving on to the odds and the end. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Hey, starting off with our ratings, um, IMDb gives it a 1.9 out of 10. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes, there is no official thermometer score, tomato meter, um, but it does have a 14% audience score. Way too high. And Amazon comes in at 2.1 out of 5 on Amazon. That's one of the lowest Amazon. For an Amazon score, that's a low one. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Plot keyword. There are only like six or something like this. So I just run on nothing. Most of them aren't anything. Murder, gore, Alice in Wonderland, slasher, independent film, and panties. <laughs> <laughs> eh. Um, there was not a whole <laughs> lot of trivia on this movie. There's no like background facts I could find, and I, uh, I'll come back to this later, but. <laughs> This was obviously like someone that went on IMDb who saw this movie and added their own fact about this. It's obviously not true, but it's kind of funny, so I just thought I'd read it away. It says, facts, trivia, seven of the girls in this movie were illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, obviously that's not true, but that's really kind of funny that's on IMDb that's, right that's now. That's believable. <laughs> yeah. That's believable. So, um, <laughs> this, now we would move on to the budget game. But sadly, Ooh. no budget for this movie. Oh, I could not really? find. And I've got, I have a little bone to pick here because I went to every site I could possibly could and couldn't find a budget number. Mm-hmm. 
And then I sent out emails to producers and uh, of this movie and tried I actually sent emails to Ted Chalmers and David Sterling and uh, try to get information on these people. All right, back like, hey, give me some background facts. What's the budget? And explain right. what we do here. Nobody responded to me. And sure. I'm just like, kind of like, fuck you guys. Right? <laughs> this is basically free advertising, free publicity for your movie. And you can't even reply to an email. It's like, these guys aren't like Spielberg and Luke. Right, They're right, so right, goddamn right. busy. Like, you can respond to an email or a Facebook message or something like that. That's, it's like, maybe. Well, maybe they heard the reviews of their other movies that we've done and they don't want to talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> I highly doubt that. But, um, anyway, so sadly, there is no budget game. Um, we do get to move on to five-star reviews. Is this your guilty pleasure? Five-star reviews. There are five-star reviews? There are five-star reviews for this. Whew. So. <laughs> hurts. From Joey, yeah, no. Joey I read Hall. I, know. I read a couple good ones. That bad, just need an open mind, especially if you love cheesy movies and B-rated movie, but not Oscar-worthy, LOL, five stars. To say the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. That's right. From Kenneth that. L. Shriver. <laughs> a real whodunit, five stars. Like <laughs> I figured out it was cat like in the first like once they mentioned it's like oh she leaves all the time and I'm like yep it's cat that's thought provoking yeah something happened to her mother too mm, okay okay got it. Yeah, yep. got, it. Got, it. got it got it on to the next one yeah AMG eleven oh nine I love horror movies so when my friend invited me to go see a screening of this film I was oh. totally stoked. This film is fun and candy with plenty of hot girls. No. I recommend it for anyone who enjoys a good horror flick. Five stars. Ooh. Don't trust that person. Yeah, <laughs> that guy sucks. All right, two more here. From Slay Talica. Yes. If Slay Talica? Slay Talica. Hmm. If you have a lot of free time, like I do, then this movie <laughs> is all right. <laughs> I like slasher horror movies, and this one is a decent enough way to kill 90 minutes, no pun intended. If you like the kind of movie uh, where random teens go to a place and start dying, then this movie fits that profile. Not really. Mm-hmm. I don't judge acting too seriously. I guess it can be considered poor, but I personally don't really care about that. Some of the characters are all right. I particularly enjoy the teacher for some reason. There is one funny uh. scene, although 95% of the scenes are pretty bad. <laughs> I have seen far worse production on low-budget movies. The kill scenes aren't great, but at least they aren't hidden cutaway scenes. The overall production is high enough. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing special, but entertaining enough to keep my attention. I didn't walk away or feel like turning it off throughout the duration. If you can ignore some of the illogical scenes slash (laughs) dialogue and some of the many airs, and it's good enough to watch once it's past the time, five star. Wow. That's fair-ish. But then the five star review? The five stars. That's someone who really, really, really wanted to like this movie. They but tried. just couldn't let no. themselves like write absolute bullshit. I do have a confession to make about that movie or that review. Um it was from IMDb, not Amazon, so it was five out of ten. But oh. it was technically a five star <laughs> review. <laughs> Boo. Yeah. And Cheater. The last one I wrote is actually a one star review just because of the way it was written. It was kind of funny. So from Shoop. First, the pro. This movie, this, remember, this is the pros of the movie. The movie was poorly acted with little. Uh, 
inference to the theme suggested. Weak storyline, horrible effects. A garage movie with a great DVD cover and potential, given the script's unused idea. Trust me when I tell you, you shouldn't watch it if you are paid handsomely to do so. An embarrassment to the genre. Now for the con. <laughs> a maggot in the shape of a disc. It smells when you crack open the case. It ruins your DVD player. <laughs> your TV will never recover and will not forgive you for this travesty. If a DVD player could scream in pain, your ears would bleed. <laughs> Finally, the conclusion. Even if taken in the light of campy, you would beg for large bears to ravage the camp <laughs> oh. and rip out your eyes and ears in a primordial act of mercy. <laughs> One star. Wow. I have to. Uh... Bravo, Shoop. Yeah. yeah. Shoop. I was like, I got, that's got, okay. that, that needs acknowledgement for what it is. That's good. I feel somewhere in between his review and the review that was previous. Like, <laughs> closer to Shoop, maybe. But, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Final reviews before I, we do have some new uh, some news to announce after we get done with the uh, our final uh, remarks of this movie. So, uh, Star Wars Sarah, so bad it's good, so bad it's scary. Oh, guys, you know what I'm gonna say. You know, so bad it's scary. Oh, it's so terrible. It was just um, characters totally insinc- insincere, totally unbelievable. The storyline made no sense. Nothing made sense. The characters <laughs> didn't make sense. <laughs> I'm still questioning as to what happened, and I watched it twice. Oh. Uh, I've watched this multiple I mean, times, too. It just really unneeded dialogue. The kills, though bloody, um, they were they were just boring, and yeah. it was just lame. I really can't say much more about it other than lame-o. Yeah. Okay. Lame-o. I'm, I'm right. So bad it's scary. So I, mean, I, it's I don't scary. think it's a surprise to anyone that... You know, I'm right there with Sarah. What she said about a lot of this movie, it just oh. and I've seen, this is the third one I think we've done from the same producer, the guy I don't remember producer his name. director, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this was probably the worst mm. one. You think this was worse than Bloody Mary? Yeah, at least Bloody Mary had boobs. Oh, that's true. Yeah, this was that. If there were boobs or booze or something that was a little bit more believable, I may have. It, it may have helped. And I, Bloody Mary had that song, Ribcage. <laughs> it did have Ribcage. Which they played four times. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this was the worst. This is the worst one out of the three that we've done. And you know what's funny? A movie that I hated and was really upset about watching, now, Friday, like, Friday, Night of the Dead, Friday the 13th, is a masterpiece. <laughs> a goddamn masterpiece. Well, like I said, this was, the, this was before, though, so maybe yeah. they got the groove going. Um, Christmas me- Slay was worse than this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, for me... You guys are going to shoot me. I'm saying so bad it's good. (laughs) There's enough in this movie that I enjoyed. I know it's Uh. awful. There's something wrong with me. But I liked some of the girls. Some of the acting I've seen way worse. They weren't great, but there were some things that were fun. There were some some moments of writing that I thought were great. Are you sure you didn't get a hold of the writer, director, producer, and he's going to slip you a few few dollary dues? you to say good things about this i i'm sorry i i yeah it's guys problems i agree but i don't know i'm saying so bad it's good wow (laughs) wow 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 that's that's a shock i know shocker i don't all right so that's our final word wow um now we have some news to announce before we close this out for good um like i think i don't know if we mentioned it last week's podcast i think we did but next week starts our 
March Madness, even though it's February, March Madness horror movie extravaganza. Uh, extravaganza. Uh-huh. So basically, we took, we narrowed down through hours of debate and heated discussion, we narrowed down <laughs> 32 of the movies we reviewed on this podcast into a bracket to determine what is the worst of the worst that we've seen so far. And the brackets are made. They will be posted on our website and Facebook page. So you can check those out and you can vote on which movie you think is the worst for each parent and help be a part of this as we determine which ones are the worst. So please so, vote. Yes, please vote because if we don't get any votes on any of these, we it's have to, up to us. It's up to us. And it's always fun to have fan interaction. We really look forward to it. So we're going to post it on Facebook, and on that, our website, and a few other places. The first section of games, like we said, we have to start these early to get through this in time for by the end of March or early April. So the first four matchups will be done next week. And the first four matchups, the first matchup is Pumpkin Carver versus Bachelor Party in the Bungalow oh. of the Damned. Oh, God. Followed by Uncle Sam going up against The Stuff. Then 976 Evil going head to head with The Poultry Geist. Mm, and oh, that's hard. Oh. That's a hard one. And then the final one we're going to do this week is Happy Birthday to Me. Taking on the Wicked's, which was the mm. second episode we ever did. That's right. That's right. So those are the ones that we'll be doing. We will announce the who goes on from that batch next week. Um, that's going to do it for us. So well, get hey, involved. Can, can I? Sorry oh, to sorry. interrupt your flow, oh, but please. just to reiterate on the contest. So we are having to guess like the worst of the worst. So so bad it's the scariest. Yes. Right? Not so bad it's good. Yeah. We you know the, we left movies off this list that were too good for this. Even though they weren't good like okay. or movies that were too much of a cult classic or mm-hmm. ones that like Santa Slay, which I fucking hate. I love it. But it's not quite really a horror movie, so we left it mm. off the list. And of All course, right. like we did Killer Clowns because we love it. That's more of a cult classic. That's not, that's People love it. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, we had a debate about this, but this is what we boiled down to for this year. And, yeah, so what will take the awesome. crown as the worst of the worst movie that we've done on this right. show so far? Um, with that you. said, like I said, you can interact with us and give us your votes on Facebook. Um, you can check out our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. We can also uh, check out the brackets and drop us an email. Uh, follow us on Twitter at SoBadScare. You can tweet in your votes there if you want. Um, follow us on Podbean at HorribleHorror.Podbean.com. And you can download us, subscribe to us, check us out, and share us all on iTunes as well. So all of it's free. We do this as a public service announcement to save you guys from <laughs> having real. to deal with these movies. For reals, y'all. Go do something interesting with your... Go read. Go read Alice in Wonderland. Al- yeah. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's going to be it for us for this week, Moon Goons. <laughs> we will be back next week. Take care. Watch more horror movies. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye.